Soundcast on Saturday the 3rd of November 2012. I'm your host Dan Train, Johnny for today, Robert Kemp, yeah. and Zachary Burgess. Pinnacle of video game podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what, what we video, are. Video game. Video game. Pinnacle of video game podcasting. <laughs> podcasting. We should just like uh, do a um, transcript of the podcast and feed it through the uh, text-to-speech on, yeah, on base alpha. Moon Base Alpha. Already <laughs> text-to-speech. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Are there any programs out there that anyone uses other than the classic shit-talking version <laughs> 1.2 by John Deere? <laughs> I hope there's a new version that way now. Oh, is there? Hope it's, hope it's past like 1.2. Shit-talking version At 1.2 1.3. by John Deere. I don't know, it seemed like it was abandonware yeah. where we were using it. That was in like the late 90s. Well, speech generators are just everywhere though, aren't they? Yeah. So it's not just limited to that. That was just the one that made us laugh the most yeah. because it had that insult generator built in. And that like random vowel sound. It and, you could, and, and the singing mode. Yeah. Which we used for our collision software title. Yeah. Or you did anyway. Well, you just could press a button and just did a random inflection on every on every. Uh... It made them all notes. Yeah, <laughs> you have a new high score. <laughs> that just luck. That was luck. Yeah. Oh, genius. <laughs> Game statistics. <laughs> <laughs> that was genius. Were they the two? Um, yeah, I think so. Because there was like Black Black beam. beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because everything else just ends up monotone. Like it begins. <laughs> That was cool though, that worked. I don't know. Yeah. Moody lightning strikes. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, I tell you what I did this week. I looked up heavysound.com on the way back. <laughs> oh, it works. And it <laughs> some lo- of it works. Well, yeah. the most amazing thing is some of the images aren't there, but the actual freaking game files are there. So you could load the vitalized games if you have the plugin. <laughs> it's amazing. I was playing them at work. I just had to go there and read some of the incredibly retarded things we wrote on the internet. <laughs> oh, God. It was so retarded. It was basically a flame war between us that for no reason. Yeah, it was like the deliberate piss-taking. Every game was like, here's the person who made the game writing the description. <laughs> yeah. Then their comments were like, I'm <laughs> awesome, I programmed this, it's great. And then everyone else was just talking shit. <laughs> saying, no, it's not that great, it's actually shit. <laughs> like, th- that whole page we had dedicated to... To basically keyboard pukes. It's <laughs> just like, let's put some random characters in. <laughs> random words, face And give them meaning. What, like Aegis Egg? Aegis Egg. Yeah. That was the only one that really stuck. It's Aegis Egg was a bit like for hooker guards, I guess. Uh, from uh, Strong Bad. Hooker guards. the same thing, though. No, no, I'm just saying, but I'm saying, <laughs> You're saying it, it's, it's a random stuck. word. Random word that actually, st- from spazzing on a keyboard, that actually stuck. Yeah. Something getting Aegis Egged was the process of it. Not being completed. Yeah. <laughs> being derailed by laziness. Yes. Like every single one of Zach's projects, with the exception of Pack Block. And Pack Rotate. Or not um, Rotate Concept. Oh, did that become something? <laughs> that's on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rotate Concept. Yeah. I made a proper concept game. <laughs> that's true. And so did Rob. And I didn't. No. <laughs> I made a game that had the name concept, but ignored all the rules. Because yep. <laughs> I just wanted to make a simple game, and you guys were going on about, oh, we'll have this, like, simple it, game it was, thing. It was supposed to be, yeah, like, super simple games with super simple aesthetics. And they were like, it's got to be black, white, and orange. And I was like, it's grayscale <laughs> with a bit of orange. <laughs> How's that? 
That was kind of hilarious. In hindsight, our idea of aesthetics wasn't really very well refined <laughs> back then. No, we were Especially just, not we were, mine. We were just ahead of the time for, de- like, we stole the idea of Deus Ex, clearly. The new one. What, everything else? Black, orange, and white. Oh, no, that's <laughs> like gold. Yeah, we were edgy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were ahead of our time. To be fair, I like couldn't them. smell. That was the other thing I discovered when I went oh, back could there. could you not smell? Like, Holy t- well, there was the, the worst example was when when we were writing the pages about us, oh, which were also a horrible flame war. Yeah, the worst flame war. <laughs> it, it was like, I'm not sure why we decided, but at some point we clearly decided that, that those pages were going to be written under a no backspace rule. <laughs> so every spelling oh, yeah. mistake and every <laughs> error is just left in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which in some cases is funny, and in my case it's impossibly, it's like totally unreadable. <laughs> I couldn't spell at all at the time. Or at least couldn't type. Well, yeah, that too, maybe. Yeah. Mutant A-lines. <laughs> That wasn't me. Okay. No, that, <laughs> that was, was me. Right. A-lines are attacking the earth, yeah. That's easily done. That's like spelling friends or friend wrong. It's, quite, it's quite common with your child, I guess, isn't it? Or weird. Or weird, yeah. Weirdly. That's the thing I noticed. I watched an episode of X Factor USA. People have weird names. I, I mean, there's people with weird names in the British one, isn't it? I know, it? but... The, Was well, it Jermaine or something? Jarmaine. Jarmaine, is that um, how you say it? Yeah, I think so. That's how you, I think that's how you actually say it as well. But there's like people... My friend got like hearted like this through the window by that guy the other day. She hearted. was like jumping out, jumping. She saw him in a random meeting room in Swindon. She was like <laughs> jumping up and down, going woo, and trying to tweet him and stuff. <laughs> Managed to get him to like do that, I guess. Do the heart symbol. The heart symbol with your hands. I hate people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I only hate one person who does that. Who's that? That fucking footballer who does it every time he scores a goal. Oh, it's just, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Stop doing that. How do you do it? Because I'm doing it towards myself. You need to do it outwards, surely. Yeah, you need to turn it away. Oh, <laughs> that's quite hard to do. It's like the like the Dr. Evil thing. Oh, like you that. that. <laughs> Shit, that doesn't look like a heart. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rob, you didn't do it towards to turn it around. And then you should turn it around. And you see what it looks like from the other side. I haven't good. got a mirror in my vicinity. Yes, that's the trouble. Anyway, weird names. <laughs> well, yeah, there's this group called, like, Sister C or something in the America one. And they're, they're all sisters, and they're, all their names begin with C, except they're, like, Kelby. Kelby. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one I can really remember. Great. <laughs> right. Good examples, though. Yeah, but it was just, like, it just stood out, because it's like, Kelby. <laughs> that sounds like it should be spoke with a K, anyway. Yeah, like Kelvin. Or maybe it was pronounced Selby or Chelby, I don't know. But, like, regardless... All of them are dumb. All of the ones that you can remember are dumb. All of the pronunciations of Kel- possible pronunciations for Kelby are dumb. Selby might be okay, I guess. It's like, where did these crazy names suddenly come from? Don't know. Maybe people make them up. I mean, is there anything against Because they got bored of everyone being called, like, John. <laughs> Apologies to all the Johns. You have a normal name, it's fine. Sorry, Master Chief. John... John. Yeah, people feel they have to be original for some reason when they're picking baby names. Yeah. yeah. Surely you just have to pick a good name. Name them after Final Fantasy characters. They'll be weird enough. Yeah. Clouds. Clouds. Cloud. <laughs> there are a few that, that, clouds out I there. I think that's a, that's probably common for girls, though, rather than blokes, I think. Cloud. 
don't know. Cloud doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, like, uh, doesn't sound like a male or female, maybe. Really. Yeah, I've known a <laughs> couple like of cloud. stars. <laughs> Sky. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, that one's more obvious. Lightning. Lol. Barrett. Yeah. Barrett. <laughs> 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 There's a name like in Barrett. Barrett. That's a pretty sweet name. <laughs> yeah, well, red is like a nickname, isn't it? Because I'm a red hair. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, in America it is. I guess it's quite condescending. It's what you call a red, red-haired red girl, I guess. Yeah. It's you like... Refer to them as red. You could probably get away with Aerith. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe if you do it with the TH way rather than the S way as well. I don't know, but it sounds weirder. <laughs> It sounds more would people deliberately just, weird. Would, would people just the assume end. it came from Lord of the Rings because it has that sort of like yeah maybe. to it? What was the most the retarded character name in the Final Fantasy you were playing recently? The, the recent one, the PS3 one. What, Hope? Which retarded? Yeah, Hope. There's a character called Hope. No, no, not Hope. That that is actually a name, yeah. isn't it? No. Wait, wasn't the bloke in that called Sky? Yeah, probably. The, the, the <laughs> I, remember. I remember there was like someone with a really, dumb, really retarded name, one of the blokes, I think. Saz Capsroy. Right? Saz Capsroy. Yeah, that's the most amazing name ever. <laughs> so clearly you're going to name your child Saz. Saz Capsroy. That's the one I was thinking of. Unfortunately, that's the mostly good because of the surname, which you can't control. Vanille. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Vanille. <laughs> that's what I meant. Vanille. <laughs> Clearly, that's, that's, that's the orgasma girls. Um, name is it? Uh, is it for a, a boy's name? Right? No, no, that's that's that's, 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 that's the girl. Oh, yes. I have a daughter. I would name her Vanille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she was the one that was constantly. Vanille <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Vanille. I think I said that at the time. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Uh, anyway, Vanille. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so future gaming children yeah. should all be named Zelda. Quistus. FF8. Well, isn't uh, Robin Williams' daughter named Zelda after Princess yep. Zelda? Is that right? Famously. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I suppose Zelda was a yeah. name before. Zelda's neighbor. Yeah, that was like a 60s name, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it's not the weirdest name. It's not no. like Moonbase. What's, what's her name? Moonbase Sapper. Is that a man or a boy? I think it's What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Frank Zappa named his child Moonbase. Really? Yes. Moonbase Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Genius. That's pretty dumb. That, hence that hence that joke in Austin Powers. Uh, moon u- No, Moon Unit. Sorry, it's Moon Unit, not Moonbase. Oh. <laughs> I have my Moon Unit. Moon Unit Alpha and Moon Unit Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I know. And then I started getting jokes in Austin Powers that I never got. Like in the first one, there's a um, zip it, zip it good, which I never got before. Well, I mean, I don't know if Moonbase is better or worse than Harper Seven Moon Unit. Yeah, Harper Seven Moon Unit. Fadeel. That's clearly that. Big wedge. <laughs> can you imagine, yeah, big. Can you imagine calling your son wedge? wedge? I bet there's a few wedges out there. What, because of Wedge Antilles? Yeah, or... hero of the. There'll be a few Star Trek based ones, won't they? Like, well, I'm not Spock. Spock. <laughs> 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 not Spock, but. Or some, some ridiculous Klingon name. Yeah. Wolf. 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 The bear was going to call him the canary, aren't they? Or... 
It's like a good dwarf in this country. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Mark Canary. Mm. Not quite sure it would work that way. I think more, it would be more like... That doesn't sound like... Oh, that Space Boy. It sounds more like the other way around would be a more likely way to arrive at a nickname. If you were called Canary, your nickname would become Worf. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to be called Worf and come up with a nickname Canary, that seems a bit more of a stretch. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Could do something. I mean, there's, pro- there's plenty of Worfs, a- W-H-A-R-F, yeah. in the world. But not... That's not a very common word. No. In everyday usage. That's true. If you were to pronounce Worf... In the same way that you do whore, it would be whore. <laughs> the wharf doesn't have an H in it, doesn't it? No, it's W O R F, isn't it? Simple as that. No, not that wharf, the other wharf. Oh, whore. Shouldn't it be canary horse? That'd be more like how. That's true. Canary That's like cool whip, isn't it? Yeah, cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Heel. Get behind the heel. The heel. The heel. Doesn't he actually do that? Isn't there an episode of Family Guy where the entire uh, cast of of of, uh, of Star Trek appear? But he doesn't say whorf. He says wheel wheaten. That doesn't follow the rules. W H. That's Will Wheaton works, because that has an H in it. It'd be Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> he just says Will Wheaton. Wheaton. Fuck. So anyway, Rob video games. Displeased by that whole conversation. <laughs> Do we have any news going on? News. Well, that's why we haven't been talking about it. Mm. Don't no, know it's much. not much news. Did you guys talk about that Star Citizen stuff or whatever it is? Or what the fuck's it called? The 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 Wing Commander guy's making a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, well, not even Kickstarter. It's like, it's already got funding, but he did a bit of Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, um, space game. Massively no, multiplayer, I, I think, isn't it? But like... Something like that. Proper, not like Eve, like you actually... Hmm. Actual flying, actually like, flying in was, fighters. Wasn't that was it Jumpgate or something before that was? There yeah, was there that, was that, jump... that cancelled massive project that ran for years. Yeah, then... I think it was like Jumpgate, and then there was another one that was like it had a name like Black Prophecy, except it wasn't that because that was the first person shooter. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was, but yeah, there was one. There was an MMO that was being made that had proper space combat mechanics. Yeah, well, this one has seems like it has a reasonable chance to go because it's well, they, this guy doing it I don't think they should try and make it massively multiplayer they should try and do it like freelancer again because yeah. small servers work worked well enough perhaps yeah, that would have been or, in, or, or it depends they could, they could pull it off like Guild Wars I guess you know if that, that, that Guild Wars seemed to have like got that kind of architecture correct And but the thing is is you need I, I think you'd need like the ability to do crazy numbers of players perhaps to do the sort of scale that space epics seem to require. Yeah, but the trouble with crazy number of, numbers of players in spaceships is it looks a lot more dumb when spaceships clip for each other than people. <laughs> I'm not sure why that is the case, but when, like, yeah, you've got spaceships that are friendly and they're flying for each other, that looks totally retarded, whereas when it's a bunch of people <laughs> running for each other, that doesn't look that bad for some reason. That's absolutely true. <laughs> Does that happen a lot in Eve? What, clipping for each other? Yeah. No, they don't clip, they bounce. Oh, well... Well, they you... clip, but then they bounce. Just like, providing your ship is going fast enough and big enough, it's like... <laughs> well, you'd have to do that then, proper... proper um, 
I don't think it'd be that. But if you're doing a space simulator, you want proper collisions. Yeah. Part of yeah, also, why wouldn't they? So because then you wouldn't be able to have very many people because it'd be fucking impossible to do anything without running into people all the time. I don't know, though, because the space is pretty big yeah. and those ships are pretty tiny. You can just spread yeah, out. The idea is you're meant to have lots of people in the, in a, in the same area, though, isn't it? I suppose. I don't it's know. just spread out. I think it'd be alright. If they do it on a proper scale, anyway, where, you know, the size of the ships that you're supposed you know, the capital ships or something would be friggin' enormous. But it's like, run- to you. It's like yeah. running into the, your own team is only half the problem. What about running into the enemies? Because that's the other classic problem of space combat, where it's like you're flying directly towards each other because that's where your guns are pointing, and yeah. then you go, donk! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think what normally happens is there are some sort of. They didn't just. And in, 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 I don't know from years ago in the combat games I played, you never really just sort of stopped into each other. Well, I didn't say dog was, as in was, stop, I meant dog as in a hell of collision. Yeah, there was some sort of like after effect where, you know, if they ran through each other, that would probably be okay because at the end of the day, to you, you'd be you'd have some sort of bang and then your craft would be like fucked for a moment. It's, it's like how it was in Freelancer where you'd just be like, what do you actually do in those bad, I think, in Wing Commander. What do you actually do in space combat games when you're heading straight for someone? You, what do you do? You, you pull up or down or you go to the well, side? Yeah, you turn away. Bank bank or something, yeah. yeah. What, well, because most of the time you're the not on the same plane, so you can pretty easily just sort of pull in one, in like up or down, and you'll likely avoid the other guy just. Yeah, but the chances are that it, well, that's the other sort of problem with space is that it's hard to tell how far away things are. Yeah. Unless, that's why you need the HUD. <laughs> well, yeah, but even then. the HUD. Even then, it's still not that easy. So it can be quite easy to accidentally not pull up in time. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I, a bit of me kind of thinks that would be hilarious and cool. Like if the, the noob server or something, or the <coughs> starting area, and people are just running into each other. And well, they could do it some other. They could come up with some kind of ingenious solution, like maybe like make it so that instead of the ships being like like your made like your major ship or something, make them like. Basically disposable, but you just generate a new one every time you crash. So, yeah. so collisions don't matter, but then you just get a new ship. That would make sense. But then that becomes more like a um, an Unreal style shooter, if you know what I mean, where death isn't a problem. I th- well, I don't even know what the how this game's even going to look. Really, mm. there was a <laughs> like a trailer, obviously, but it was all pre-rendered, clearly yeah, because yeah. it's way miles years away. But it's still, I, I think there was some in-engine stuff though that looked pretty amazing. But yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, interesting. Because for starters, we haven't had space combat in ages. No, and secondly, Well, and secondly, it'll be interesting to see how far they get, given that there has been at least two projects that got a long way down the line and then just disappeared. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, th- I think one one of the best things about Kickstarter has been revival of dead genres or potential, like adventure games, uh, mm. strategy games like uh, like with the planetary annihilation and now space combat shooters it's like people have been complaining for ages that these haven't existed and they haven't been funded by the big companies because they're not surefire winners yeah. so Kickstarter comes in and says oh, then again it took XCOM to revive turn-based you could argue <laughs> well it's, there's not going to be another big hit turn-based one unless it's from Firaxis I wouldn't have thought <laughs> I don't think it's going to start a bandwagon the, the XCOM thing no matter how good it is well, no, unless, it, unless it makes um, uh, another Advance Wars on the cards, bloody hope so. <laughs> they don't need. They don't. They didn't need they didn't, XCOM yeah, to prove anything. Advance Wars was always good. No, but maybe they were worried that that genre had run its course again, even on its form factor. And now X Factor, and now XCOM come, not X Factor. XCOM <laughs> comes along. I don't think Nintendo people or, or have any idea have of when to run its course. <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, we'll just carry on. <laughs> but that's <laughs> true. But it's not Ninty, is it? It's Atlas. No, that's it? true. Or, 
No, it's it intelligent systems. Intelligent systems. But so, I mean, yeah. Japanese developers. Oh, I suppose that is isn't it? They've been doing other things in the meantime, like Prismo and um, Crash Mario. Wow, they've been making good games. Though. Yeah, they make good games, but now they should make another Advanced They've been spending too long doing Pushmo and Paper, Paper Mario. I was about to say, I hear a lot about it, but I've never actually played Pushmo. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what it is. Seen it or... It's just a, like, a puzzle game. Kind of. Where you Not super make staircases by pulling extruding blocks, basically. It's yeah. like Cube. <laughs> oh, right. Sort of, I guess. Oh. It's all based on that, less on 3D environments. Mm. It's 2D playing, basically. I saw a game um, come up as an advert on my iPad earlier today called Twist Pilot. And it's like, it seemed to be about getting a sort of stick-like object through thin places by using tilt controls. All right. And a bit of me is just like, fuck me, I enjoyed Kura Kura Kura. Yeah, Kura 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 in style. Oh man, that that stupid um, multiplayer mode with the le- levels that lasted two seconds. That was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Okay, it was possibly... It was, it was far too good. I watched a tool-assisted run of Kokoon the other day. Really? Well, not the other day, a while ago. And that's always funny, watching tool-assisted runs of anything, because it's always like, how fucked is this going to be? Whereas Kokoon, it's all like, literally just like, mashing your way through yeah. and exploiting the invulnerability to the last possible moment and then just zigging it into a hell zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was true. Yeah. You could bash your way through. Some bits. Some bits, yeah. But you took damage really quickly. Mm. Yeah, you had a few hits, didn't you? Like two or three. Yeah. Per section. And it made a really like visceral kind of, oh God. Yeah, it was a big old that. janky movement. Yeah. There was a bit of a bounce involved. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it's quite off-putting. It's <coughs> a strange game. Yeah. You played a stick. It was meant to be like a helicopter, but it rotated way too fast to actually keep you alive. Way too, <laughs> too slow. Too slow, sorry. I mean... So it was just a really <laughs> slow spinning stick. It was like a helicopter, like... But it was, like, about a hundred or more times slower than the helicopter. No, it made no it sense, but it was hilarious. It was just... You were just a spinning stick. That's yeah. it. It's like, for some reason I can't stop the spinning to get through this place. Because for some reason I needed to waft the extremely thick air to get It basically made zero sense, but it was hilarious. Makes perfect sense. This <laughs> is just like a planet with super dead air. You don't know where this takes place. Could have been underwater. Yeah, exactly. They could have all been breathing mercury. <laughs> I wonder how slow a helicopter's blade would actually have to spin if it was submerged in mercury to actually produce enough for us to lift a helicopter's weight. I don't know, because I... <laughs> Assuming it could still spin the blades at all, you know, need all kinds of engine adjustments to oh, make it that much torque. I don't know. Propellers spin quite fast in water, so probably be relatively okay. And they just have to be a different shape, obviously. Propellers yeah. are bigger and stronger than... And yeah, but so a, a, a helicopter-side propeller, though. That's, well, pre- that's pretty big. It's like a cruise ship. Oh, I guess. Yeah. That's true. They're kind of ducted now, aren't they, in those pods these days on yeah. cruise ships and stuff. Or all ships, I think. Even the big tankers have those, don't they? Now. Yeah. There's uh, pods, what are they called? Azu- Azimuth something. Yeah. Something. Boosters! So- pods of doom. Azimuth thrusters, that's right. So they can go both ways. And they've got bow thrusters as well, so yep. they can like, shove themselves sideways. Kind of like the space shuttle, sort of. Not really. <laughs> sort of. It's got bow thrusters, isn't it? It's got a lot of thrusters, not the back. It's got ones. them on the front, though, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, so video game news. <laughs> news! 
I I heard um, that Sega will be adding to Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing another guest character other than Danica Patrick from NASCAR. When's that got that thing coming out? Super soon. Good. Because um, it but the, looks hilariously awesome. But the additional bonus character is Disney's Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. But is that, does that mean it's going to, that, that there's going to be a scene of the game in the movie? <laughs> Good question. They have got they have got some of the Sonic licenses going in, in the oh, film. Oh yeah, because Doctor Robotnik's in it. Yeah, it's gonna be a strange film. Apparently, it's awesome. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Well, that's what like some guy on the internet said. That's all I saw. <laughs> some guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I've it was seen several. Some it was an, actual, an actual guy, not just a random guy. Yeah, and no, I've seen several reports from some guys on the internet. <laughs> okay, that say it's great. Hmm. Several equals. Worth a watch. <laughs> Plus, go see Skyfall. Yes, I haven't. Go see Skyfall. I want to. Go Ma- see Skyfall. Maybe I'll see it tomorrow. What the fuck are you doing here? Go see Skyfall. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's probably booked up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. That's the thing. Um, oh, yeah, how was your Maxi Eye? IMAX is pretty cool. It's quite nice. The screen is so big you can see the pixels, which is a slight problem. Oh, right. But... <laughs> I, how come? I thought you had special cameras that are high enough res, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if they... Well, no, it's just in general. I think that maybe it's just... Either it's a shit IMAX or, you know, that's just the nature of having a screen that big. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like the tech's not good enough to have video of that higher quality. Because what, what res is... Do they film in 4K still with a digital camera? Is it 8K I don't know. or something? Well, it's all, it's Skyfall was done off film. Right, there's, okay. a bit of, there's a bit of a weird thing because actually Skyfall wasn't actually filmed for IMAX. There's a process ah, it goes okay. through called DMR, sense. I think. Right. Not to be confused with the gun from Halo, which or DR. No, it's not DRM. No, it's definitely DMR. Something like that. <laughs> but the, yeah, they then do to IMAXify it somehow. I don't even know what that means. It's probably just the film. You know? <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. But, it's a lot of it was filmed with actual IMAX cameras. Yeah, wasn't it? so yeah. that's quite different. Yeah. But it's fine. It's and it helps that it's a very. My review is they've moved slightly farther away from the original concept of what they were doing with the Daniel Craig ones by being Good. all dark and broody because they went too far with Quantum of Solace and it yeah. sucked. Yeah. And this one's a Bond film. Right. Okay. You Good. know what I mean? Proper Bond. <laughs> it's film. a Bond film. Yeah. That which sounds, is great. That sounds ideal. Um. Uh, and yeah, I tell you what, the best thing about IMAX actually is not the screen. The best thing about IMAX is the fact that the sound, they crank it so up, you can't hear chads. Wow. Okay. It's fantastic. It's loud. Jeez. But I'm not sure it justifies the additional four or five pound asking price. Well, I thought that... On top of the already expensive cinema ticket. What's the, the original idea of IMAX was that it would fill your entire peripheral vision so you couldn't see anything except the image. Yeah, and I mean, it's not... straight at the middle of it. It's not quite... Yeah, this one isn't quite like that. I okay. mean, it, it is big. Yeah, I mean, you know when you go into a cinema, they usually have... It's like a stage, isn't it, still? Yeah. So there's a stage and the screen sits on top. Yeah. Um, but this is just wall to... And this one, yeah, they just get rid floor of... Floor to ceiling. Yeah, it's floor to ceiling. Now. The stage part doesn't exist. The speakers are still probably in that stage, but they're just behind the screen now. Right, yeah. And it's... Because uh, it's, it's a converted one. Right. It yeah. is good. Don't get me wrong. It's, it is great. Cool. But I cannot see why they... You know why that that price tag is so high? No, it's just another way of getting money out of you. Yeah, but it's so much higher than 3D, though. Is the thing? Hmm. It's like twice the tax that a 3D film is, and then some. Don't get it. 
So you won't be going to the IMAX very often, then? Not very often, though. I can't imagine many people will. No. it's I'm only ever going to go for the really, really big films I'm excited about. Mm. And you have to book, like, a week in advance as well. Because it gets... It got so big. Well, presumably because it's just Bond, I guess. It might even out a bit. Yeah. Plus it's an IMAX. So like, it was the first thing they're showing on it. Yeah. So, so it'll be like... Yeah. Hmm. We shall see. But yeah, if you have tons of money and you don't want to hear chavs, highly recommend. So how much longer until we get the thing that the various Americans are always going on about with like Devox or something? What's that? <laughs> with the force feedback chairs. Oh, no, yeah. Awesome. What's Gnome, that like? Gnome did get confused at one point, thinking, if they put speakers in the chairs, it's like, no, 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 the sub is just that powerful. <laughs> it's so loud. Yeah. That's the next logical step. <laughs> force feedback cinema. <laughs> Very, like... Smell-o-vision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you like that 4D cinema they have at Fort Park? They spray water spray waters, and they have, like, air vents. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> Just squish, yeah. It did work surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Apart, but like, given how early that they they started rolling that out, yeah. You know, given how long that's been there, that tech is quite impressive. But it's it's, it's only like a few seconds after you've been sprayed in the face by water that you realise it's really gross water, <laughs> and the whole place smells kind of skanky because it's doused in skanky water. Yeah, it's constantly <laughs> wet, isn't it? The whole room yeah. is constantly damp. It's horrid. I would recommend tasting the stuff that comes out of a chair. No. <laughs> it's in general. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good plan. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> free drinks. <laughs> no, yeah, just when it's about to happen, just put your mouth over the chair in front. <laughs> just, nah. Give it. <laughs> Rob can't afford Coke and give me some of this. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's only that. But that is what you need available to mop up all the moisture in that. I was, I was going to like pad out some more with a totally high remark, but... Oh, I just saw an advert saying that the Book of Mormon is coming to London in like March or something. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. It'd be, clearly be awesome. The Book gaming news that I mentioned before we started Starbound might come out at some point it's looking like a game Starbound yep that's what it's called the Terraria thing. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was literally like five minutes ago I remember now. I do remember I just the name doesn't <laughs> no it hasn't sense. stuck yet it's no. not like Terraria it's not no. Big, no it's not a catchy name Starbound well it makes sense from yeah the it does the it does it's... what's the context you're yeah, you're in space <laughs> you travel between I'm space I'm in space <laughs> Yeah. And it's like Terraria, basically. Apart from more. Better. <laughs> more better. Yeah. Randomly generated everything. What was the Terraria... Cause what were the other Terraria guys Terraria. working on? Because they moved on to something else, didn't they? All, get put, all got picked up by a studio. I can't remember. Because they still made... They still have... They were making... Just recently, there's that... Or were they doing it for Xbox? Well, there's a new patch for... for yeah. It's basically... They're... Ma- they're I'm not sure whether it's those guys or whether they've passed it on to someone else, but someone's making an Xbox version of Terraria, but it's going to have like even more content than the PC one. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And they're not making the patch for the PC version, so everyone's yeah. super pissed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay. Boo. I wish I hadn't remembered. Yeah. So Starbound might come out maybe this year, but I'm betting probably early next year, <laughs> is my estimate. GTA 5 is spring. 
I think. You know what? I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. It's going to be the best game ever, clearly. Sin City, that's the... Oh, yeah. Fuck you, game. No. That would be better. But still, Sin City would be cool. Uh, hopefully. It does look a bit dumbed down in places. How do you compare Sin City to GTA in terms of betterness? I wasn't comparing like you it. Compare I, was just saying, I was just saying I'm not interested in that because it comes out in sort of the same time period. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, the worry is it probably won't come out on PC day and date. It'd be amazing if it did, though. Yeah, well, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping they don't, you know, because n- n- normally Rockstar stuff seems to benefit from having a little bit of time yeah, that's to true. iron out the kinks. That's true. Because, you know, GTA 4 wasn't a great initial release Port. on PC. No, that's no. true. Well, and yeah, in fairness, GTA ports have never been particularly great. The Vice City one's pretty good. And San Andreas. Those well, San Andreas is okay. I mean, they ran, they didn't run as good as they should have done. For what they were pushing out, if you know what I mean, the performance on that engine was pretty bad. Yeah, it worked, they worked fine okay. on console, but on PC they weren't. It wasn't great. As yeah, you could run far more impressive well, you say that. world games. Yeah, that's and, certainly true. And put it side by side against GTA, and you're like, what is it doing? <laughs> but San Andreas ran a lot better on PC than it did on PS2. The, the draw distance on yeah, PS2 true. is just shocking. It, it was. It, was, it ran okay on Xbox. Yeah, San Andreas. Yeah. But that, that that you had to wait for that port though, didn't you? That didn't. That no, was that wasn't day. straight away. Yeah, no. there was a, it was a PS2 exclusive yeah, for a bit. Exactly. The GTA 3 port to PC is infamously crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was. Do you remember the weird motion blur effect they oh, had God, on the, the whole entire game. time? Yeah, oh, it was, it was um, totally weird. Yeah, that game's quite hard to play anyway. But you know, it's their first stamp, I suppose, at 3D. But. So, in a way, it was amazing, but still, it was, like, not a very easy game to play. Don't play that game now, basically. Can we do a GTA 2 2? <laughs> you just want to go back to that retarded world of... I don't care about the world. I don't even know it's what... Just like, I, like, I just want, want a top-down GTA. Well, Chinatown Wars is kind of like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be all right, isn't yeah. it? But, you know, it's, it's on a handheld. Yeah, that's true. Play it on your iPad? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, what the hell is wrong with just doing a London one? I want to see a British GTA. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. It is it not seedy enough? Well, I suppose it, I suppose the hookers aren't legal. <laughs> That's not a problem, though, is it? Because the whole game is about doing illegal shit. <laughs> well, yeah. They made a London expansion fact for the original GTA, yeah. but the thing is, they talk about London occasionally in the games, which kind of rules it out because. Because they because they name it something else. Yeah, they always have fake city names for the American cities. Yeah. So it's like I don't know if it would work. They they just put it it, logically just put it not in London. (laughs) GTA Blighty. It would be like Manchester, (laughs) the skankiest towns possible, Birmingham, Scunthorpe. But it's just not big enough to city wise. Like, well, that's not necessarily a problem. I mean, there's a city centre and stuff, and you can exaggerate it to some extent. But then you could go out into countryside areas as well, since they're doing this whole thing with GTA 5 and the like national parks or whatever. That's true. London could work, London, or maybe. I mean, I think they're stuck now to 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 going between those two locations of California well, what about, and like, Japan. <laughs> yeah, but you know, someone oh, else could be pretty. That. Yeah, but that's Sleepy Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Well, yeah, exactly. But... Sleepy Dogs. It just doesn't fit the franchise anymore. They'd have to just make a new franchise. Australia. Call it something else. GTA Outback. <laughs> yeah, well, not in the outback, <laughs> in like Melbourne or something. I don't know <laughs> enough about like Melbourne Brit- to determine whether that would be a good idea or not. How skanky is Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what will happen after GTA Five in terms of the franchise. 
Because they, they've already done Liberty City twice, at least. They should do one in Russia. And then That'd be done... interesting, because oh. you'd have all, like, mobs and... Yeah, GTA and... Moscow. Yeah. Something would be cool. Maybe. But what would you call your fake Russian town? Something Russian sounding. Vodka. <laughs> Maybe they do a like a globe tr- uh, globe trotting one with lots of little cities. Like, oh, what, Russia, and, what follow up the sort of like stories style approach where they do like little episodic stuff. Well, have have chapters in in because because then you could make it a big game and th- still have relatively s- slightly smaller cities. Perhaps yeah, because sometimes I do wonder you know, about having just big open worlds because the, yeah the, they become a bit of a drag to traverse exactly. They? So if you had a bunch of Smaller, but still. Well, the Red Dead did that really well. Red Dead did it, yeah, well. But I always feel a little bit fatigued by an open world game after a while. I was, yeah. I was, I was trying to explain this to Gnome earlier today, actually, when I watched um, some stuff about Forza Horizon. Yeah. And I couldn't help think to myself through it the same thing that I think about Burnout Paradise. You know, it's like I prefer my games just to have focus. Rather than freedom, I think to a degree. I'm the it's other like, way. That's why it's a. That's the difference between. Well, things. because I always, I always feel like an open world experience is like, yeah, sure, you can do what you want, but it's never the caliber of that what you want isn't as high. It's never as high, nor can it be as high to a degree. It's like because yeah. burnout was kind of is is a great example because the 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 highly tuned stages that you got from everything up to burnout revenge were. You know, they were pitch perfect every time. The courses were great and they yeah. were fun to drive. That's true. You put it in an open world and it loses it I, loses some of that fluidity. I definitely it's, agree with you about Paradise. Actually. Yeah, and it's like I find that a little bit with, you know, I definitely find that with the GTA games that after a while the world thing just kind of gets a little bit dragging. It's like, I know the GTA games do that stuff like the best, but, mm-hmm. and, you know, well, okay, I'd say Red Dead does I'm it Red the Dead. best. But, well, it's Rockstar, isn't it? Yeah. But, after a while, just the fact that it's an open world starts to drag, if you know what I mean. It's like just getting from place to place. I mean, I have that problem with Saints Row as well, where it's like... Um, and to be fair, Volition sort of open world stuff tends to be a little bit... It's like, well, they've got this big open world. Fuck all you can do in it, though, really, other than, like, fire a rocket at shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they made a whole game about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? The Red Faction yeah. has the exact same problem, isn't it? It's like, it's, an, it's a big world, but you're either just driving across it or doing something in a very small space of it. It's I just they're, like they're kind of weird for me. For some but, reason I like downtime. Like like when you finish the mission but the game hasn't ended but you're not in the new mission yet. It's like I can relax but I don't have to stop playing the game. I know. But I I I prefer I like I I think games can do that with just like stylish pacing. Yeah, like, potentially. You know, Uncharted Three is a fantastic example of that. With yeah. the ridiculous desert sequence, and it's yeah. like that is your downtime in that game. Yeah, yeah. If you do it right, but it all mm. all too often with your cods, it's just all all on all the time. Yeah, and like when I get to the end of the level, it's like, oh man, I'm just going to stop now. Thanks very much. I mean, I could do the next level, but it's a bit of a you know a commitment now to another half hour of insane or yeah, longer to a of point. insane action. To a point. Whereas with GTA, when you get to the end of craziness, it's like, oh, now I can sort of drive to the next bit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's careful. But then, as I say, after a while, it just becomes, I'm just driving to the yeah. next bit. Yeah, and it's... that's when you need the... You, you you made quite a lot of use of the fast travel in Red Dead, didn't you? Once I discovered it existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, so I think it's I don't do it all the time. But it's like yeah, once once I knew it was there, then it was yeah. Then it made that game a lot more enjoyable. For well, like me. Skyrim has just instant fast travel, like, which you just use. I don't. I've never like. I don't enjoy the traversal in Skyrim. So well, then I just in Skyrim, a lot of the traversal is just finding new areas. Yeah, like it's that. just discovering, just like finding places you're going to come back to rather than yeah. going to the one that you're trying to go to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess Saints Row has the slight advantage for me because you can make the traversal a bit more interesting because <coughs> well, because in GTA, like getting the cops on you and stuff is usually kind of irritating. Yeah. And it's quite annoying. Whereas, Especially in modern GTA. Yeah. Whereas, it's fun in GTA 2, obviously. Whereas in Saints Row, most of the time, you don't give a shit. It's like I can be driving a tank down the street because I have one in my garage yeah. that's... 8-bit <laughs> blowing shit up with pixel bullets <laughs> and it's just like this is just how I get about yo yeah and of course you get the VTOL like halfway through the game and it's like I can go wherever the fuck I want bitches it's like it just makes that stuff less of a problem mm-hmm. but it's still there and it's still janks I think what a lot of games don't get right with that stuff is they don't make it that fun to traverse the world Maybe Forza Horizon, you know, I brought that up in a sort of bet. I didn't really know. Yeah, really talk I mean, about it. But Forza Horizon driving is fun. Yeah, because, itself, because the, the model, model is so good yeah. in Forza. Yeah, it's, um, I quite enjoy that. It's not a racing game model at all. Forza. It's not a racing game model at all, but I've got, oh, I always quite enjoyed the, uh, the the GTA 4 driving model myself. I quite, oh, I quite enjoy it. It's really wobbly. It is like wobbly, it. yeah. It's so hard. The trouble with that is they... It reminds me of a less precise vanishing point. They, they they give you the really wobbly cars right at the start because they're the only yeah. ones available. <laughs> the taxis. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, well, the taxis and stuff. But then the, the only high-performance cars you get uh, early on are muscle cars, which are even worse. And later on, you just get decent yeah, I, I cars. One of those sort of, it's, it's an unpredictable handling system for me, GTA, you know, because you'll, you'll go into something seemingly the same way and you'll have dramatically different results or you know you'll suddenly slide you know it's, it's a bit hard to do what you want I found it's true you can get a handle on it though mm-hmm. you can get to it's pre- more predictable it's quite, uh, it's quite a hardcore driving model in a way because you have to be Weirdly, you have to be is. very analog don't you with it you do it's, stra- it's strange actually it, it's, it's a kind of an odd decision but mm. I, I enjoyed it like if they'd made it super simple to just drive like Sleeping Dogs probably does, or whatever, yeah. where you just put your foot down like a go kart, then it wouldn't. It, that would have got me quite bored. Yeah, well, Saints Row and, and Red Faction have the opposite problem in that the cars aren't—they're not wobbly, but they're still a bit floaty mm-hmm. and, and not very precise and stuff. It's like it, that seems—I don't know. I know that it's like a massive challenge for those games to get every bit of them right because the scope is so big. But it's like I think getting across the world has to be a major focus that's a major focus and it it never feels like it has been it'd be interesting to see whether they change the driving model much for GTA 5 because they 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 usually change it quite a bit between games like it was different between 3 and Vice City and definitely between Vice City and San Andreas and then different again I I agree with the jump from San Andreas to 4 yeah that was a big jump well actually if you compare Vice City's handling to San Andreas that is actually quite different um, San Andreas is closer to four, I think. Mm. Vice City's handling is really quite simple, uh, um, and arcadey, I guess. Not that it isn't fun, but no, it, I guess it's too long ago for me to remember properly. It's got less kind of physicsy throwing around stuff. They must have mm. did a lot of work on that in, in between those games. Anyway, anyway, we shall see. But yeah, open world. <laughs> <laughs> open world. So still yet to be overwhelmed, but 
I know what you mean by downtime. In, like, whelmed at all? Not whelmed. <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> I said overwhelmed. I, know I you didn't did. just say whelmed. <laughs> I think a good example. Not this time. Open world. Well, but those, those Batman games kind of aren't... They're kind of a small open world or something. They don't feel the same... You don't have that same problem with so much with, like, say, Arkham Asylum. Like, no, I didn't have that problem with Arkham Asylum. It's more like Metro, There, there is a bit of the traversal stuff, but they were very clever yeah. with it in that, you know, whenever you're re- yeah. going over an area, normally something's different there. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or you have something new you can do there, mm. which, yeah, is the Metroid thing. In Metroid, you're doing that all the time. but And that does get tedious to a degree, but, again, I think because the areas are so focused and so well thought through... Rather than just being, you know, a, bl- a city block, you know, I mean, <laughs> where even in real life, no one's really thought that through. It's uh, that's true. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to do. Each room has a slightly different way thing you have to do, and it's it, it grabs you for longer. I should say, in terms of linear games, where I want that kind of downtime thing that I'm missing. Some games do do that well. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. Deus Ex is a classic, I think, in terms of those sort of end of level bits where you run around your base and talk. If your narrative's done well, then you can do that. I mean, Halo does that pretty good in places, doesn't it? Where it sort of like slows slows down a bit and you'll have a few, you know, relatively easy like face offs and it will just be time to sort of like drive around and look at the scenery and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Halo's pretty good at its pacing. You know, because it will do. It, it, they want to do the chapter thing as well, don't they? With, yeah. with the, or they have done in the past, where the, you know the, the the letterboxing comes in and tells you a bit about what's going on. Oh and stuff, yeah, and, you know, you get, nice. you get a bit of story break, don't you? In the, at those moments, yeah. So you know, you can do it. Certainly, and, it, and I, I sort of agree with you for that. So. Well, Thank you for playing geometry wars. If you're going on a t- on a ridiculously long run, after a while it gets fatiguing. Yeah, fatiguing. <laughs> I think I get fatigued. <laughs> like any video game, but you know, you know anything, I anything that's constant. If it's if it's waved, then it's not. Then it's, you can have that, at least a few seconds of oh my god. But <laughs> get your get your grip back. So is that our discussion with with news? <laughs> Do you think with the news? Yes, yeah, so basically. Long live open world. Fuck open world. It's still going. Don't panic. Okay. It's <laughs> okay. okay. Recording's still working. Okay. There's uh, no news is the news. Yeah, it's slow news. Moving on. Robert Kemp, what have you been playing? Is the uh, question. <laughs> I played through Dr. Vonick's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, a bit of me was like, I feel like something retro. So I put in the, um, the Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection back into Ultimate my Xbox. Collection. And realised that I'd never done it because I didn't have the achievement for it. <laughs> well, so it's well, like I'm going to do it. Well, the real question is, why had you never done that before? That's like one of the best games on there, probably. <laughs> I think that's part. That's why I haven't done it yet. It's because I've been <laughs> trying to play the obscure stuff. You know, because I haven't touched Sonic on there really because I've played it to death so many times, and it's like even if it is another copy of Sonic Three <laughs> and stuff, I've just you know not had a need to. I played Golden Axe. That yeah. kind of stuff. Mean Bean Machine. And me, but I play for Mean Bean Machine. I always think, I, I think I look back at that game, or I always do this, <laughs> more favourably than I think it deserves. Because the mechanics of the puzzle game itself are pretty solid. They're pretty good, let's be honest, it's, and it's pretty nice. But the only way, to, the single player is dumb, and the difficulty level of that game is dumb, and the controls are dumb. Like, the speed of the game means that it's 
it seems almost impossible for you to type the inputs you want. Like, I want this block to go here. It's like you know in your head fast enough what you want to do. It's just the controls don't actually allow you to do it. It's like you'll put it in the right place, and then for some reason it'll like sit there for longer than it normally does, and then you'll push a button ready for the next one, and then it'll shove that one again. So, oh fuck! It's because it's got a really long pause before it's got it a really connects. long. It's, yeah, it's got a really long connect pause, and the rotation speed is slow, which is which compared with the speed of the drop is nuts. And it and it's got like rotation blocking, so you can't rotate it in any way if there's stuff in the way. Which means that by the end of the game, things are moving so fast that a lot of the time your rotation will be blocked, and or it will jiggle it in you a certain way, or the pivot point will be around which beam you're rotating will be. It's not. It's always supposed to be the bottom one, but sometimes because of the way it bounces off stuff, it looks like it rotates around the other one yeah. and stuff like that. It's like because it's all so fast towards the end of the game it just becomes impossible and I think a bit of that might be because in the past we've played it on emulator more than we have done on an actual console yeah and I think the keys make it far easier than you can pull it off on a joypad well or at least the kind of joypads you have yeah maybe if you had one of those Xbox controllers with the other type of V-pad perhaps but you know it's not not even just the D-pad it's like sometimes you'll like I'll be mashing the rotate button knowing I've got I haven't got much time to get this fucking rotating so I'll be like mashing it in preparation and the thing just doesn't rotate in, in, in in its fall and you're just like fuck I really wanted to do that but it just didn't let me and it's the, the way to win in the single player is hope the AI fucks up or get lucky with your drop your your combo timing in a well, way that it the fucks up way, their combo. That's the same way as every like one of those games like Cobs or whatever is where it's just like it's not really about setting up combos because unless you're like super good at it, you're never actually planning yeah. for any for this to well, happen. Yeah, you're just and, getting lucky yeah, and making a huge combo by accident. And the mean being structured of the game just means you like just when you set something up that one. Fucking beam. <laughs> Always lands in the hole. In the precise place you need to activate your combo. Yep, every time. It's such a fucker. Well, never play Tetris Battle Guide in. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> it apparently. is, yeah. It is pretty bad for that. But it looks hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... I don't know. I did it. It's, it's still kind of cool in its own way, but... Yeah, I think it's more fun in multiplayer than it ever is in the single. And that's the same with any battle game like that. But Mm. you kind of have to just take it with the pinch that the majority of it is just going to be raw luck. Because even in multiplayer, you know, there is a certain level of skill involved, don't get me wrong, and there'll be quite a lot of it if you play it at the speeds the fucking game runs at. But it'll always come down to that where the game decides to drop that one fucking bean. (laughs) Yep. That is the turning point. As soon as that happens, you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'm screwed now. So yeah, I did that. <laughs> did that? Interesting. Um, Bit of uh, Mega Drive, Mega something, Drive Ultimate Collection. <laughs> Drive Ultimate, Ultimate Collection. Um, played a bit more Williams Hall of Fame. Um, got some more wizard achievements on that. I've got like five tables left of wizard. So I'm most of the way through it. Uh Quite a bit more Saints Row. Did Murder Brawl 31 on that. Murder Brawl. Which is pretty fun. All you need to know is that in the middle of it, you get a chainsaw, and the music suddenly starts going, You're the best! I'm the best! <laughs> Nothing's gonna get me down! Friggin' awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, that bit. 
That, that Saints Row does a fantastic job with the, and I think I mentioned this before, the scripted story sequence stuff is hilarious. Um, it falls short a little bit on the open world missions. Right, yeah. But what doesn't, really? It's, um... <laughs> That's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> it falls short on so many of the open world stuff. It's like, yeah. I did I did have some funny glitches, though. Like, I managed to jump out of a VTOL and get my head stuck in a building, which is kind of funny. And it then decided to, like, rip to... Instead of, like, put me on the ground nearby at that point when it realised... Um, that I was stuck. The game has, is pretty good at, and pretty um, aggressive when it thinks you're somewhere you shouldn't be and just wipes the screen and puts you somewhere clean. Um, but yeah, I got my head stuck in the building and it couldn't, instead of putting me somewhere nearby, it just put me back at the HQ on top of the helipad and it's like, oh, I'll do that again then. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> just convenient. It's fucking miles away, but it was like, oh, that's all right. I'll, I can get another aircraft now. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Must be doing shit tons of Guild Wars. Quite a lot of Guild Wars. Yeah. It was um, Halloween. Yeah, that the Halloween, Halloween stuff went why. down. Blah. <laughs> and we went, we went searching for the Mad King. Yeah. Which, which was so... I, it started off where... Well, it's like the first thing that happens is you get this scanner thing and you have to solve these riddles of place that tell, point you to places in the world and then you go there and you get a thing, basically. <laughs> yeah, you get a bit of story when you talk to a ghost of the world and it would go, and then like, uh, and then, the memories of the Mad King. Yeah. And then like, so that was the first thing that turned off on like day one. And so we did those and they were all quite, like, they were... Well, firstly, they were quite easy, and secondly, they were, like, quite nearby. And I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense, because, it, like, er- they want everyone to participate in Halloween. But then, as it turned out, on, like, day two, when they did the second six of the memories, those were not in quite such friendly positions, where it was like, you have to go all, like, a bloody mile away into a zone we've never been to before, That's and that zone is, like, quite higher level than us. <laughs> so we can't actually fight anything, we just have to dodge our way through. Man, that was fucking annoying, that was. Rob can't handle well, the dodge. Well, your, your character is slightly built for speed. And, like, well, I do that. have slight... Oh, really? I have, like, when I dodge, I get a little speed boost as well, because that's one of my character traits. Oh, that's cool. But And Rob doesn't have... Because he's saving his skill points for bigger skills, he doesn't have any of the engineer's potions that give you speed and evasion and stuff. Oh, I probably could if I wanted to. You could, but you don't want to waste those skill yeah. points on that. Or at exactly. least not yet. I don't use elixirs, so it's... No, Exactly. Yeah, not. And it just became yeah, but because you slow down when you get into con- when something starts targeting you as well. Well, only when it hits you. Yeah, if they aggro on you and you manage to evade all the damage, you can still run at full speed. Yeah, but it was just like things would throw long distance. Well, there was some you. bastard enemies that had like grappling hooks, where they just be like you'd sort of in, in anywhere near the aggro zone, and then they just go whoop and pull you straight in. And then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of a ton of guys, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. I'm screwed now. That was quite a pain. And the game doesn't reward you for, like, at that point, they were so far over-leveled compared to us that the game doesn't even reward you if you get into a fight where, with some people and you actually kill the thing, because it's like, you're, you're too under-leveled for this shit, I'm not rewarding you for that. You didn't do anything. Or it seemed like it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was kind of dumb. Yeah. So it wasn't quite as friendly, because, I mean, the other things that were that they also had was where, like, they had these 
haunted doors that would appear in the world and then you could fight things that come out of them and then sometimes you'd go through them and get into the Mad King's realm and then there was like a special like labyrinth and like a special jumping puzzle and then on the third day there was a special like boss battle in there as well but all of those leveled you up to 80 so okay. everyone was all 80 like in World vs. World I see okay so judging by that and the stuff on day one I was like oh it's quite friendly to new people they don't have to level up they just have to be able to get to Lion's Arch but then that second well I guess that sort of made sense because the thing that you got out of doing that second set of six memories was like quite a powerful bit of equipment relatively speaking yeah, the book. You mean. Yeah, the book. Yeah, the book's pretty neat. It has some pretty decent stats for a back armor. Plus, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a giant flaming <laughs> book that's on your back and has, has a some. slight light effect around you. So yeah. you can light, <laughs> Use it light. as a torch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. And a witch hat. Yeah. You get a witch hat for wearing in non-combat scenarios. For doing Mad King says. Yeah, <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> Learn all the slash commands. Here's all the actions your character can do in a game of Mad King says. Dance. Point. <laughs> ponder. Yeah, ponder. Act surprised. The funniest one is when Mad King says, say yes, and then, like, you actually have to type slash yes, but quite a lot of people just type yes in the, in the chat. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes, you yes. just see a load of people going like, yes, 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 and like, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Even though that is literally, it says, Mad King says, say yes, and that's literally what they're doing, but it's not what it means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, slash yes, dude, normally. It's just like you nod. Norms up. <laughs> All right. The Asura laugh was a bit, I didn't. I, well, I didn't realize there was a laugh command. But you didn't like, know there was slash laugh. No, not it's a little exaggerated. It's a little crazy, isn't it, with with, with the Esser because they sort of roll around the floor for ages. Yeah, they do. And the um, the mad clock tower. Yes, the special jumping puzzle for Halloween. It was like a speed jump puzzle. So yeah, yeah. combines Rob's favorite thing. <laughs> Guild Wars' dodgy jumping puzzles with a time limit. <laughs> and a shit ton of people doing it at oh, the yeah. exact and, same time as you. And of course, because we were playing Asura, we're tiny and everyone else is bigger than us, which makes it very difficult to see what the shit you're doing. Right, yeah. <laughs> especially, if the, yeah especially if your room fills with norns and char. Yeah. Then you're in trouble, because they're enormous. It's like it helped a little bit when I targeted you and I could see where you were. It's like, this is where I'm supposed to go. Follow the voider. Yeah. Because I'd already done it with my human character. I had enough problem on my human, human character with norms getting in the way. But then but on the human one, I ended up doing it until like 3am or whatever. And, and because it was so busy, because everyone was on during Halloween, I was on an overflow server and because people kept filtering out of that into the proper server, so eventually there was only like four people left in the overflow. Right, yeah. and then eventually there was only me left in the overflow, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Sweet!" But when we <laughs> clear were doing, run, when we were doing it, we were in an overflow, and there was still, and it was still full, and yeah. then people were staying there. I never got moved out of it, and it's no. And I kept disconnecting and then get, ending up in a different overflow server and be like, hmm, is there more nods here or is there less nods here? Shall I go yeah. back to where Rob is or shall I invite him hey, to right this on. one? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But succeeding that gave you some level 80 loot. So it's like, great, I'm not going to use that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even going to use that when you get to level 80. <laughs> I don't know. They're slippers. <laughs> Only they're not really slippers. No, they'd be boot. Yeah, they're things. just like boot things. So yeah, Guild Wars is Guild Wars. And Rob missed the big boss fight. I did. I, oh, no. I, I, he missed I, the day three. Well, 
Yeah, it was. A, I'm a bit annoyed with how they timed that because it's like I, I figured that everything was going, you know, all the cool stuff would be on Halloween, but no, it was the day before right. I could do all that. Weird. And it's um, well, and I was a little bit tied up that day, and then, but you know, by the time I could have started playing it, it was a bit late, so I went and did something else. Like, <laughs> I think I played pinball or something. <laughs> Probably. Oh no, no, that was the night I started playing Mean Bean Machine. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of missed that, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. So we played quite a lot of Halloween Guild Wars, and then we played a bit more regular Guild Wars. We finally earned enough guild influence to have a guild bank by tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow evening it will be complete, and we'll finally be able to unload a whole file of shit in there. Good, good. Should be nice. And we'll carry on playing that. Extra story. And there's going to be, apparently they updated the website they were using to announce the Halloween stuff. Or the you know page on their website that they're using to announce the Halloween stuff got updated to be like it shows that there's going to be events in November and December. I mean, presumably December will be a Christmas one, but November's going to be something else, another <laughs> one-off kind of event thing. I, sin- I sincerely hope it's a Movember-related thing. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> the world goes mustache. November. Tried to get a head start on that, but I'd give it a go. But I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. I'm in two minds about like like going for it this year because it's like my, my handlebar tash doesn't really work because there's some slight like non-growy patches in the precise areas that it needs that you can't really notice when it starts to get long but if you're, if you're trimming it down to the area there's like a strip of non-bearded oh, that's no good yeah unless I just have a Bofum or something <laughs> Bofum <laughs> or Mansell <laughs> they're kind of the same thing yeah I don't know what you call them I got an email from Past Times um, yesterday about because they had they've released a Movember collection, really, like of stuff. What? They, like, what have they got to do with? Oh, because uh, because people in old days had massages. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, 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 they can make some sort of stylized yieldy looking stuff. I guess with a mustache motif, like um. Um, a leather notebook with a big comb on it that just says, how's it growing? <laughs> and, are they transferring to WebOni or something? Because they shut down in it. So yes, they, they are WebOni now. All right. Um, and a, um, um, a mug with the um, the phrase, um, I'd really love to stay and chat, but I really moustache. <laughs> mm. But they don't say moustache. It just has a picture of moustache. But <laughs> all with great moustache comes great responsibility. <laughs> So what I was having in Google was, was um, there were some patches, and there was quite an important patch where they made it so that the, the, the one of the guardians. It was really dumb because we had me and Rob on our character, and my character that I was doing by myself had this happen a couple of times where you could find skill points that had got stuck. Oh yeah, where it's like the enemy you were meant to fight wasn't there, or is or is like disabled somehow. Well, the enemy was there and just didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But it was like, but then, because when we would, when that happened to us, they fixed it by finding a guardian with a specific skill to shove the NPC back into the right place to make it reactivate. Hmm. But, but it's like, the, 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 the thing there is that that skill is actually what causes them to fuck off in the first place. Because oh. it's a skill that can move NPCs. 
So they just get pushed into scenery or, you know, out of their zone or something and then they get stuck. Mm-hmm. So there was one skill point that I had where I was going for map completion in one of the late areas and there was a skill point that was broken 90% of the time because somehow some guardian would always go there and fuck it up, like, before anyone else could even do it. But then they patched it so that now that skill no longer moves NPCs. So now they can't fuck it up, but they also can't fix it if that isn't the only thing that fucks them up. Mm. <laughs> there was that one, yeah, where a skill challenge enemy or something or had had um, been pushed into a log pile. Yeah. <laughs> and this like, thing was saying, it, she's right here, but you just couldn't do anything because you're stuck in this log pile. Yep. That's Guild Wars bugs. Oh, just today we found a place where you can get out of the level. Those are always fun. Yeah, there's quite a few of those. <laughs> what, where, where were you? Uh, we were just in some, like... The hinterlands. Yeah, some centaur camp. There was a place where you could climb up on top of this tent and then jump over the cliff, and then it's like, oh, look, I'm outside the level. Because basically... <laughs> we went to this area, and it looked super suspicious. Yeah, it's and because... We like, well, they can't have set aside this entire area just for a shitty chest with crappy loot in it. Well, that was the first thing that we thought was weird, but also because of the way that map looks. Normally, every area on the map is like a rectangle because that's just how they are. Right. But on the top of this one, there's when you reveal the whole... When you've completed the map, there's, like, this bit where it's, like, very clearly not coloured in at right. the top of the map, where it looks like it should be an extra zone. And I was like, how do we get in there? We did find one secret area, but it wasn't that one. It wasn't, didn't cover that bit of the zone. We found the Goonies area. Yeah, we found the Goonies <laughs> reference. Awesome. It's a pirate ship in a cave. Oh, of course. <laughs> you have to go down a waterfall to get to it. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so we went, we went and did that but then I, we were looking for this other one and we found this place you could jump out of the level it's like well I guess there isn't anything up here conclusively proved by the fact that we can walk to the very edge of the map where the world just stops and there's nothing out here and the map doesn't update <laughs> it's rather convenient for proving that there wasn't anything secret there but, and also done for running around and getting stuck yeah, I got into an endless fall, didn't I? Yeah, Rob very nearly got completely boned. Yeah. Because if he had been stuck in an endless fall, he wouldn't have been able to teleport out because he can't travel while you're falling. Yeah, the game basically yeah, thought I was falling the entire time because I got myself wedged between the edge of the map and on a steep slope. So I was endlessly falling but being stopped by the wall. Right. And and, and, and then I tried to teleport out and it goes, well, you can't do this because you're in combat. And it's like it thinks falling is a combat scenario. Yeah, yeah. I see. So it's like, oh shit, am I really stuck here? And then eventually I, it stopped. Yeah. It just stopped. So it's like, oh, I can, I can actually tread, I can actually walk out. Phew. And then I walked all the way along the edge of the top of, and the right hand side of the map, and then eventually, oh, it's, just, it's like, it's really difficult to tell what's even going on, because half the time you're walking through things, because it's non-solid geometry and stuff, but there is another layer underneath that is the bit that you can walk on. But then eventually I just went, just walked into a hole, and was like, whoa, and then four ages, and then took like 60,000 full damage. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that's the end of that. <laughs> tell them all out. So yeah, that was Guild Wars. It's always funny to find weird busted shit and would have been use a real... rifle jumps to cheat on jumping puzzles. What would have happened if I'd have got stuck there? Because you know, if I logged out, would it have put me back in that spot because I would have been falling? Yeah, that's a, quite a good question. What happens if you disconnect while falling? Because it normally puts you back. You don't normally go back to a town or something. When you disconnect, reconnect, it puts you exactly where you were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I was in a combat scenario or in a falling state... I wonder if it actually has a location for me. Yeah. It would have been weird. 
So that could have been disastrous. Oh, and they also, with the Halloween update, they also updated various other things, like made jumping puzzles their own section of the achievements. So now you've got jumping puzzles and Explorer as a separate thing, where Explorer is, like, going to specific places in the world and doing things, right. whereas jumping puzzles is the literal jumping puzzles. And there's another new section for, like, boss battles, doing specific things during boss battles. Which is annoying, because I definitely saw a couple of those achievements where it's like, I've already done that, of course. But it didn't tangle, because <laughs> it hadn't existed yet. Yeah, that's a bit irritating. going to have to go back and do them, if I want to get those achievement points. And I finished October's monthly achievements eventually. But November's ones look like they're going to suck. Because the reason I hadn't done October's monthly achievements before was that the last one was just showed as question marks until the Halloween event turned up and then it changed to, like, eat a shit ton of candy corn because, right. you know, it's the Halloween thing. Yeah. But the November one, the last two of them are question marks and presumably they're both going to be linked to this new thing that's going to happen in November. But worse than that is, like, the the third one, the second one of these achievements is, like, dungeon participation, which kind of sucks because... I've only ever done, like, one of the dungeons. <laughs> and like, those, those are the things you have to do in five-man teams, so you oh, actually right. have to go and find some other guys to go through with. Yeah. I mean, I could pick up, get, like, try and get the IRC people back into, their, into the guild that I'm in with them and do it there. But, it's, you know, if Rob wanted to do that, he couldn't really, because he's only level 40, which means he could do two of the dungeons. <laughs> Theoretically. Mm. And even then it'd be a struggle, because yeah, you need to be over-leveled. They're, really. they're super hardcore, aren't they, really? Because I think we, you need gear that's a lot stronger than the level. Well, in theory. I mean, you do get down-leveled to them. It's not like they get, they don't go up to 80, they go down to whatever yeah, level they're Yeah, but the stat at. boost is still proportional to your gear, isn't it? So if you have great gear, then it... Yeah, but I mean, we're level 40, so we have at least 10 levels on the level 31, in theory. <laughs> but apparently the Escalon Catalunes, the first dungeon, is actually meant to be one of the harder ones. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't... Not that Rob cares about monthly achievements. I sort of do, but I can... No, I, I can't play enough to get them, really. No. I can always do that by myself. On my main character. In fact, I really should. Because I should probably, you know, see all these dungeons at some point. They are part of the story, again, technically speaking. I haven't actually finished the actual main game story yet. Because I never bothered... Maybe because of that one skill ch- challenge that got stuck. And I was like, fuck this then. <laughs> if I can't complete the map, I'm not going to go any on any further. <laughs> but I've only got, like, one more area. It's a big one, though. So you start, was... like, a third character or something then. Or... I've already got characters in all five slots. No, They're just in various... This... Where it's got, like, my main is at 80. And then the one I'm playing with you is 40. Mm. And then well, I've got forty six, aren't we now? Yeah, forty five or forty six. And then I'm, I'm, my I've got a ranger that's like thirty eight, and then the mesmer and guardian are both like level ten because I didn't really do anything with them. They're just there for bank space <laughs> to carry more shit. <laughs> so yeah, Guild Wars, more of that, always more of that. Do you have to mail shit to yourself? No, you have to send it through the bank. Uh. To your other characters. Yeah. You can't mail shit to yourself because the mail system works on the account name rather than the character name. Mm-hmm. Could you not? Because you could mail it to yourself and it would just be in your inbox. I don't think it lets you put your uh, own name in there. 
and actually no, tried. You can do it with absolute email. But also, you can only ha- you also like a weird system to sort of prevent that happening in Guild Wars too is that they only let you have ten mails in your inbox at a time. Mm. So technically, you could send yourself a shit ton of stuff in the mail, but you'd only be able to access the last ten things, and then you'd have to take them out and delete the mail to actually get to any yeah, more and of them. Get to the next one, yeah. And you can only attach five things per mail. Still, you could probably do most of your inventory like with 50 items. Maybe. But it'd be real inconvenient. So that's Guild Wars. Um, yeah. yeah, and we all played Team Fortress. Yeah. That's true. Played a bit of uh, Halloween. What's the bloke's game? Erasmus. Erasmus. It was invulnerable, pretty much. <laughs> well, we got to that one server. Yeah, we did it eventually, didn't we? Did you? Yeah. yeah. It's not actually that difficult. Once. Once, once, you get a t- once you get a group of players that are actually, like, dedicated to try and actually do it. Did the, did the teams actually, like, call the truce, like, yeah. and everyone fight it? Yeah, well, there, there, there was one I was in where they didn't really want to fight at all. Like, Each other? They only no, wanted they, to didn't, they didn't really they play waiting. around. <laughs> but everyone was just hanging about waiting for them to appear and... I saw a patch note the other like last night where they said they'd updated it to make him harder or something. What? <laughs> or or maybe they'd made an easier version and labelled the previous one as hard. Oh, Apparently, there's like way. a different level, like and, like and the hat that you get from defeating him and going to the island records what level of of him you defeated. So what what happens when you defeat him? The same thing as the when you. Well, no, the... it was not. It's not quite as bad as what happened with Monoculus. Because when you defeated Monoculus, a portal opened on his corpse, and you had to. Um, um, you go through there, and then there's a race essentially across these little walkways and like jumpy blocks and stuff. And it was whoever got there first mm-hmm. got the Omnomicon, the Bominomicon, Bominomicon, yeah. and um, as a, as an item. Um, but this time, everyone just. Who makes it just gets access to the um, well, did that weird ram head thing, yeah, that he that Marasmus was wearing, the the skull, mm-hmm. another dumb skull, yeah. But is there any? There's no level through there, then, in Marasmus. No, no. Unlike the. No, well, I assume well, you still have to run up to the thing. Yeah, but it's not like, and you could theoretically still have a fight at that point. The teams could still face off. Yeah. If you really wanted to, but no one was doing that on our server, which is fortunate. I pretty found well, we server jumped several times to try and find somewhere we could achieve it. Yeah, somewhere where people were actually in trying to kill him. like getting the idea of the whole system down. And I did get accidentally murdered like the first, the first time, time. The first time we did do it, I got killed right at the end by oh, someone's no. crit rocket. Oh. And it's like shit. Bad luck. So yeah, and all that closes by the time I spawn. And then, and then I did it to someone accidentally the second time. And it's like, we, we defeated them. So, and I'm just in the, it's like in the text, like, sorry, man, that really wasn't the intention. Because <laughs> he was pretty pissed. Yep. So that was that. That was pretty fun. Well, the, the, the randomization stuff was kind of cool. Whenever someone captured the King of the Hill point. And random shit suddenly suddenly happens, like the dance party. <laughs> or not very random shit suddenly happens where ninety percent time moon gravity, moon gravity, <laughs> and then again more moon gravity. I thought they added a lot of speech for this as well. Didn't yeah, they? they did. Yeah. And <laughs> gravity displeases me, so I'm removing it. 
<laughs> you are now all gods. Yeah. It, it, it will work out badly for you. <laughs> just, just win, see. <laughs> Is that the correct one? You know, no, that's, that's the one we've made everyone involved. Oh, right. Like, the most pointless one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at each other for a while. <laughs> it's like, yeah, some of the stuff he said to her, because he always sounded surprised that it happened. It was like, you're now invulnerable. Why, why did I put this on the wheel? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Take Fortress. <laughs> the fourth, fifth. Annual Halloween update. I don't know. Uh, fourth, I think, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Because the first one was just the that countryside level with pumpkins and ghosts. Yep. The second year was the horse's head with horsemen, and then binoculars, and now we've had a uh, Marasmus, the uh, mediocre wizard <laughs> magician. Bombinomicon! The Bombinomicon! <laughs> has a stupid voice. Yeah. Hey guys! <laughs> yeah, do you like bombs? <laughs> <laughs> you just get covered in bombs. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's a nice head you got there. Now it's a bomb! That's <laughs> <laughs> how when it's like, like all the tiny heads and stuff started going on. Like, the, the one voice you could always hear during that was the. Uh, was the soldier going, it's so tiny! <laughs> you would have thought the scout would have said, given that he normally says his head's so tiny. <laughs> it's so tiny! Indeed. This is pretty great. I'm, I'm not sure I've played much else. To be honest, that was probably the lot. Okay. Bejeweled. <laughs> Don't you talk about that. Moving on over. Sorry, Burgess. <laughs> yep. What have you been playing? Uh, what else have you been playing other than Guild Wars? And TF. Yeah, well, not very much TF. I keep thinking I should go back to it and play it more, but then I don't. I go and play other stuff. Oh, we played Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, I guess. We went back to that. Not much to say about that either. No. It's just more Smash Brothers. It's still awesome. <laughs> Plugged in your Wii. Yeah, how yeah. are you thinking? Yep. It took a while. You were thinking, let's play Excite Truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool game. So, I've got, yeah. I've got that theme tune in my head now. <laughs> I haven't. That's good. It's not distinctive enough for that to get stuck in my head. It's just that bit. Then it goes into like stupid, like, um, indistinguishable guitars. <laughs> Excessive solo time. Yeah, I think there was one as Azalea Banks track uh, on that mixtape that I listened to, and talking about Excite Bike and the various other video games. <laughs> so I was like listening to like Excite. Does she really like Excite Bike? What? <laughs> it's mysterious. I have to check the lyrics for that. Yeah, I think it was all video game references. And that, um, you know, that uh, Kitty Pride rapper that I like. Oh yeah. But her like Tumblr is like Kitty do the dishes at Tumblr or something. But for some reason, her Facebook page fan page is facebook dot com slash Sonic Mega Collection. <laughs> there you go. That's her fan page. Okay, <laughs> it's totally awesome. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I was trying to think what else I actually had for I'm sure I got a ton of stuff to talk about, but now I've gotten it all again as usual. Oh, XCOM. Well, I haven't heard much about it. Yeah, but it's because we talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great, as Rob keeps saying. 
Why do you like it? Have you I, played it? I haven't played it, but you know, from it is pretty, everything I've seen, it looks pretty cool. It I is pretty great, cool. but they they have now officially said that they're working on a patch, so... Are there to fix problems? To fix some of the problems that I oh, talked about before. <laughs> I think I read that today. It might have come out today or something. No, I haven't seen an update on Steam yet, so right. maybe. What were the problems again? Remind me. Well, all the ones that I talked about. No, I can't remember. Like, where you can't really see, like, the camera constantly jiggles and you can't really select the right squares on the edge of ledges, and then there's the thing where shivs are almost totally broken, where they can just have no gun or be unselectable or get stuck in doorways, and aliens will randomly appear out of the middle of nowhere for no apparent reason. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Okay, that sounds like it could do with being patched. Although apparently, judging by the initial patch notes they released about this patch, they're not actually managing to fix the teleporting aliens bug yet. Shivs are in there, so... Cool. That's why I stopped playing, because I started playing a second run-through and got to the point where I was just about to reset shivs, and then was like, I really want to use these, but I can't because I know that they're broken at this point, so I should probably stop until the patch comes out. They sort of worked. Like, when you done our video, they worked fine. Well, they work fine if you can get them into the mission most... Well, unless you have the other bug where they spawn with, like, no guns or as a headless dude. I guess, yeah. But on my situation, they work fine providing you can get them into the mission. It's like the fact, the problem with them in my save was that you can select them most of the time in the base. Mm. So you can actually get them to spawn at all. That was my problem with it. So if they fix that, I might continue playing. So you, you like it then, broadly? Yeah. Definitely like... these patches. <laughs> right, okay. What do you think of the base stuff? And the, the interception looked really basic. For yeah, it is. Saw. It's kind of dumb and boring. Yeah. And irrelevant, really. Is it just the combat that's, like, awesome? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The actual missions themselves. Yeah. But what do you think of the it's, whole... It's a definite simplification of, right. the, um, of the original. But well, I mean, the original... But was... the original was kind of uh, inaccessible. Well, the original, in, like, if you compare the interception, it's basically almost the same, apart right. from in the original, it was, like, more based on... Yeah, different bases well, across the world. Yeah, but in on the original, you could do slightly more tactical things and you weren't limited because in in the new one you have to you can build like one time use items that give your interceptors like extra evasion or extra attack power or whatever right so that kind of sucks because you're like you, you have a limited stock of those mm-hmm. whereas in the original it was more to do with actual tactics where it was like if you like get a, get more than one interceptor intercepting the same UFO at the same time. You can use one of them as a distraction and then let the other one get him to do more damage. Or, if, or depending on what weapons they have, de- determines what range you should try and in- engage at. Brilliant. Whether you should just go in hard and take a lot of damage and get it down or whatever. But now it's much simpler. But yeah, it's pretty relevant in, e- in either case, really. And what about the base stuff in general, the sideways on base stuff? It's... So is it? Is there any point to it? Is it just a glorified menu? Well, mostly. Well, it has like the idea of the layout of your base actually mattering, where like adjacency bonuses and stuff. But it doesn't really. In like in most cases, the adjacency bonus is almost irrelevant, apart from the satellite uplinks. It's like that's the one thing that you need to and the power. Well, to some extent, it depends what. Well, it also depends on the random element of the ran, you know, randomly generated resources you get. Like, if you get a lot of steam vents, then you can build the steam steam generators and they give you a lot more power than the normal generators. So that that's, like, can solve your power issues. But the satellite uplinks is vitally important because the satellites are the thing that stop them, you know, you launch them so you can detect UFOs, but also stops the countries from panicking. Right. 
So what do they have to be next to? Well, other satellite uplinks. Oh, I see. It's like each satellite uplink lets you do two satellites, which is next to nothing. Right. If you adjacency, then you get one extra per satellite uplink. Oh, cool. So you get like five for two. Right, that makes sense. And then so you, what, you only need three in total then, or...? No, or, you need a lot more than that. Oh, right. You have more satellites per country or something? No, you only get one per country, because there's a lot of countries. Mm. There's like three in North America, two in South America, four in Europe, four in Asia... Oh, I didn't realize there were that many. I thought it was like superpower based, but no. See, that's the main. That is like, um, it was like something that I realized, and probably quite a lot of people realized after their first round through is like, all practically all your money in the early game just has to go on getting satellites up as soon as you fucking possibly can, because oh, wow. otherwise all the countries just start panicking and then they leave and then you lose all your funding. <laughs> oh, I see. So that's what you have to do. Okay. Do you have to sacrifice countries and be like, fuck those guys? Well, you, you, sort, you probably kind of have to. It's difficult to get... I mean, this is only on normal difficulty as well, because on Classic they start even more panicked. Right. But on normal difficulty I got through only losing one right at the start of the game. And the second time through I haven't lost any yet, but I got really close to like losing... I'm pretty sure there was like one month where two of them were in full panic at the end of the month, but for some reason they just went down. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, okay. <laughs> maybe it's based on like your rating. Like it, maybe I got an A rating that month and then that prevents them from leaving or something. Whereas if I got a B rating or something, they would have left. Are you trying a different difficulty on your second run? No, it's still normal again. Are you using that Iron Man thing? Or no, I turned that off this time after I realised that there were still all those dangerous bugs. Oh, right, I see. Because <laughs> that means you can't go back if yeah. it fucks up. You can't go back if aliens suddenly spawn out of the middle of the ground. I actually have. I actually made a, a live stream recording of me just playing some of that. Some of that. That was probably before the last podcast, but I don't think I talked about it. But I made a live stream recording of me just playing a, a couple of missions, mm-hmm. and that bug actually happened. But it, but it was really ridiculous because it it, it it actually looks really weird in the video because the camera swings in because it goes into the dramatic camera angle when because my guys go into Overwatch immediately as a muton just appears out of nowhere, and then as soon as my guys fire, the game crashes. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to, so I was like on the stream, you can see me be like. And then reload the whole game and go back into the mission. And then the the really annoying thing was because it saved it saved like the turn before that because mm-hmm. it was it was also saving you know every action basically. But so I set myself. I basically did exactly the same thing, and I set myself up for Overwatch, waiting for that alien to come through the mysterious underground tunnel or whatever that makes him just appear. <laughs> but then like it didn't happen. Yeah. And then I was like. Like I knew it was, I knew it could possibly happen. Still. So I just had to sit there for like ten turns, just waiting to see whether that, whether the mutants that I could hear running around on the map would go through that same place again Still and happen. And then they ended up not doing it. And I ended up killing them all in the other uh, another way. What does Overwatch do again? I haven't seen. It's it. just reaction fire. Like right. if anything moves, you shoot it. Yeah, if it moves into your range during their turn or your turn. If if you if you move if you move a guy up and discover aliens and then they spread out. If they move, if they're spreading out, moves them into someone on Overwatches, they'll take a shot then as well. Oh, cool. Well, does, that, does that still work if you push someone out of cover as a, as the, as a result of an action? Oh, what, you mean like with the flush ability where yeah. you can force aliens out? I, I guess it probably does. But that's not very likely to happen. Yeah. 
And anyway, you don't want that to, ha- you don't want that to happen really. On your turn, you want to, you want to overwatch as the last possible action. <laughs> mm. When you, when you're certain you can't see anything else. Especially with snipers. Snipers always move everyone up first before, and then have, if, if no one is in view after all, after everyone else on your team has moved, then your sniper can go into overwatch. Because <laughs> otherwise, one of your guys might find someone that the sniper can You might want to shoot them. So yeah, next one. I haven't played that at all this two weeks and we still talk about it. <laughs> what have you been playing? Well, another thing I've been playing, I played some more of FDL. Another thing we made videos of. Yeah. <laughs> Scarp. Yeah, Scarp. Plenty of Scarp. Played any of the different ships. Yeah, I actually unlocked another ship as well. Oh. I've only got three more to find. And I'm pretty sure... Well, there's the secret sector one, which I think I have a vague idea of what the idea of that event is, because it's to do with the stasis pod, but I haven't found out what to do with the stasis pod. Mm-hmm. And then the other two ships, which is like the Mantis ship and the Slug ship, I'm pretty sure both of those you have to do something with boarding parties, because they seem to suggest like, well, <laughs> I didn't really notice, but in the description that gives you like the ship description that gives you a hint of where to find the ship. Mm-hmm. It says, convince. You have to convince them to help you in, like, inverted commas. <laughs> and it was like, oh. And then I realised that that, that, that that probably means, like, you know, direct ship, like, teleport on board their ship and beat and them up. Them. Oh, right. Okay. And then, um, so, uh, when, once I sort of started to realise that, I started doing... I started specifically trying to do runs where I went for teleporters as soon as I could. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, none of the other six ships I have start with a teleporter. And I assume the Mantis ship is going to start with a teleporter, teleporter because yeah. that's their basic tactic is to, because the Mantis is a good at hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. So they almost always have a teleporter and just beam directly onto your ship. So I started making runs where I just went teleporter as soon as possible. It turns out that's actually quite an effective tactic. <laughs> if you if you can pull it off and get the right equipment for it, you can be like super effective with only two two guys transporting onto their ship. Probably two mantises, if you can get a hold of them, because they're, they're super good at combat. So I basically and then so I did this and I got I made I was having like this it was basically the best run. And it turned out to be the best run. But I was having this awesome run where I found really early, I got the teleporter, I got like the scrap recovery arm where you get more scrap, I got the hull repair arm which uses some of your scrap to repair your hull, but it's almost perfectly balanced by the scrap recovery arm, so it's just like free repairs. I had the drone recovery arm, so once I got drones I didn't have to worry about losing up my drone parts. And I had the teleporter, and I had two mantises, and I got both of them to, like, maximum combat level. <laughs> so they were, like, totally destroying everything. And the, so I found the event with the dude who you're meant to convince to tell you about the ship, the mantis ship. And then, like, a bit, I was like, oh, shit, I actually get to do this. Beamed onto the ship, killed all, all his dudes. <laughs> Although it was really ridiculous, because I killed all his dudes, and at some point... I, like, randomly fired at their ship. I didn't even notice because I was paying too much attention to the fighting that was going on. I fucked up their oxygen supply, and because I was fighting them, they weren't being able to go and repair their oxygen supply. So as we were fighting, the whole of the ship was just deoxygenating. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck! And I didn't notice until, like, the last possible moment that that was happening. Yeah. And so, like, literally, as I killed the last enemy, it pops up this window that's like, Where's the where's the dude you were meant to find? Holy shit, we haven't seen him. Teleport more dudes onto those. And it, 
it doesn't actually mean teleport more dudes. It's an, an event that right. it's a blue. It's like blue text means it's using a special ability of your ship or of your crew, and it's like because I had a teleporter, it triggers that Made option. Made it go blue, right? Yeah. So it's like teleport more dudes onto a ship and look for the guy, and you find the guy, and he's like dying. And he's like go to this place, and you'll find this thing. And I was like, sweet, get that ship, and then so. At that point, I realised that the whole You're ship was deoxygenated, and my two dudes were still over there, and were like, on oh, no health, because they'd just been fighting. So I was like, really quickly, close that message, pause instantly, and then set up the teleporter, and like, my guys teleported back, and one of them had one health. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> that was about as close as you could possibly get. Put that guy to med bay, make sure he doesn't trip. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, nothing could go wrong at that point because my ship was fine. But then, after all that, I did all that, got the thing that told me where to go, went there, and it just gave me a tiny, shitty weapon. I was Aww. like, "What? What was I meant to do differently?" <laughs> that was the perfect solution to that event. After all that, I was trying to work out what it could possibly be. Um, but I seem to remember one of the other times I found that that guy before I realised it was a teleporter type thing. I shot him normally, but he flew away and then got into a different ship and I'm thinking maybe you have to like shoot him in the first one to force him to retreat and then go to the second one and then maybe board that one or something maybe it's a big old pain in the ass though because that teleport the whole teleport plan does rely on like finding the right stuff mm. but then as it turns out after that I went towards the end of the game I got to the end of the game and I was just like totally killing shit really easily. Metalizing. Because of this ridiculous teleport plan. I had so much scrap metal. I had like almost fully upgraded everything I could want, like maximum shields and maximum engines. And I upgraded the teleporter as far as it could. And I'd even put like another level into medvay so they could heal faster between teleports. <laughs> but then I got to the last boss and I was like walking it mostly until the last possible moment where I realized that in the last part of the boss, it has, like, super shields, and you can't teleport through super shields. <laughs> so my main assault plan was, like, completely bowed, and I had, like, crappy weapons on the rest of the ship, so I could actually get rid of the super shield fast enough by the time it was recharging it. Oh, no. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and then I just died. But I died, and then on the high score table, that was my best score ever, and it wasn't even a victory. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. like it outscored all my other victories, but I just failed on the last bit. Which is pretty ridiculous. So yeah, that's never going to happen again. So you need a few more weapons. Yeah, apparently. That was the only flaw in my awesome plan. In your amazing plan. If I'd had a couple more guns, or maybe if I used the guns that I had a bit more cleverly, because I thought I was going to get away with it just using one gun, but it wasn't quite fast enough. And then as soon as I as soon as soon I failed to take down their super shields on like the first attempt, yeah. I was just taking so much damage that I had to like constantly be doing damage control and not actually paying attention to what just else was going too. on. <laughs> That's annoying. So yeah, that sucked. And that was FDL. Still going to get those last three ships, maybe. Although, I don't know about the slug one. I mean, I don't think I've seen the start of that event. I don't think I've seen the guy I have to see to talk to about it. To get the slug one? Yeah. Slug one? The slugs are a race. Uh. And that was FDL. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was something else. Well, just like yesterday, I... Or Halloween, I guess. Was that yesterday? A few days ago. It was Wednesday, wasn't it? So, like, there was a Halloween sale on Good Old Games. 
And I was like, holy shit, I can buy a cheapo and off, and works in, in modern Windows version of Worms and Worms 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, get Did it have the original videos in Worms? Yeah, the really terrible, terrible really videos. Really terrible videos. <laughs> FMV, as they're labelled in the credits. <laughs> Full motion videos. So yeah. have all this, the stupid music player thing. Well, options. Yeah, sort of. With all the stupid musics. Not all of them. Really? Well, it's because the actual worm song, the one with the lyrics, yeah. yeah, that one wasn't actually ever in the game. That was like a hidden track on the CD. All right. <laughs> no, there was not I swear there was an option in the menu to play it. No, that's a different version of that song that doesn't have the full lyrics. It's like a funkier version. Oh, was that from Worms Reinforcements? Well, worm, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, they didn't. Maybe maybe they probably, yeah, they probably had the button to play the song in reinforcements, didn't they? But not in. But it wasn't the right one. That's no, the, it was a different mix. Yeah. It was a dance version. So, yeah, that's still in there. Does it have reinforcements? No. Yeah. Oh, it does. It's just. It's not really. That's the thing about words reinforcements that, you, that I. It's kind of easy to forget is that even though it was like what you might call an expansion pack. It, yeah. really, it really wasn't. It was more like what you would call a patch nowadays. Yeah. It was like, add like free weapons <laughs> and some sort of terrain generation options. So yeah, played a little bit of that. We could make a video of it. We probably should. It'd be pretty funny. Yep. Give us how much I suck at worms. <laughs> Classic prod. Yep. Prod. And the most lethal weapon. <laughs> prod the one to mines. <laughs> it's all fireballs and... Was it Hadouken and stuff? Yep. What's it called? Dragon Punch. Dragon, Dragon Punch. No, wait. Fire Punch. Fire Punch. Yeah, it's Fire Punch and Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. And I'm sure there was another thing. But once again, I've completely effing forgotten. Which is really annoying me. From good old times. No, not from good guys. I also saw that they immediately after their after their Halloween sale, they had his November sale where it's like get EA games for cheap. So it's like Dungeon Keeper or Dungeon Keeper Two or mm, nice. Populous or Theme Hospital or Simpsons Two Thousand. I was like, I already own all these games, and they actually all still work. So <laughs> don't need to worry about those. I was thinking if it ever goes on sale again, I might actually get the full proper version of Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Oh, cool. Because I have roller, I already got off there, I already got Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and mm-hmm. its expansion, because that's clearly the better game. But it would still be nice to have Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Because I mean, I tried playing Roller Coaster Tycoon before, but as I, I think I mentioned it at the time, it works fine and then just randomly crashes after a while. Oh, no. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. Yeah, that's lame. The one you buy off Good Old Games? No, my actual oh, digital copy. Oh, right, your real copy. Yeah. Some kind of weird memory leak or something. Yeah, probably. And in other news of games I'm not playing, but still, Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> still not playing it, but they've they're still been doing, their, I've still been reading the ridiculous updates. What's going on in the world of, of Slaves to Armok 2? Yeah. They've updated trees now so that they're not just one icon. They're actually like, here's, you know, they're actually a 3D thing. Okay. That exists with different parts and like leaves and shit. Oh, awesome. On different levels. Yeah, on different layers. 
And apparently it's like, to, uh, to go along with trees, you can now climb, so it's like you can actually grab vertical surfaces and travel upwards and stuff. <laughs> and the whole point of the trees was like it was meant to lay the foundation for elves to actually have... Cause the whole, the Cities went, and trees. Yeah, basically. Because that's what they were meant to be before, except they didn't. that didn't actually exist in the world generation of Dwarf Fortress. It was just like, when you go to... If you look on the map and go like, oh, look, there's an elf town. And if you go there, it's just a bunch of elves standing around in the wood. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's like they don't actually have any buildings or anything. But now that there's proper trees, they can actually have tree. you know... Tree houses, I guess, built mm. into the trees. Yeah, like Kakiri style. Yeah, basically. So yeah, that will be happening. More ridiculous dwarfingness. Elves. And the other thing that they added was another more completely unnecessary and ridiculously complicated systems. Now, like when and when like any animal or anything is travelling around the world, it leaves tracks, and you can actually look at the tracks and determine what type of animal it was and where it was going. <laughs> And like so you can follow enemies or whatever or avoid patrol farms. It's like another ridiculously complicated system. How does track show up in the world, Jesus? Well, it, uh, presumably it doesn't unless you like look at the square and then it'll probably say like the uh, usual way where it's like, here's what the type of mud it is, here's the type of grass it is, and then it'll probably say tracks. <laughs> and uh, then you look at them and then apparently it brings up a little picture where it's like it's a human foot track. Ah uh, <laughs> Jesus. So complicated. Yep. And hilarious. Yep. So yeah, Dwarf Fortress might actually get patched again at some point, maybe. Did I already mention Minecraft? No. 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 That was the other thing I've been playing. <laughs> there we go. Got back to it eventually. Uh, there's, there was another patch where it was basically, well, they labeled it as a Halloween patch, but it's really just sort of coincidental <laughs> yeah. that it came out on Halloween. But then, you know, fixing some more of the stuff since they did that transition to Single player and multiplayer being the same same Thing, architecture, yeah. but yeah, there's some, there's a little bit of new stuff like potatoes and carrots instead of just wheat. <laughs> there's different farming options, cool, and like various other little adjustments. And the thing that they always promise where when you make a never portal to go into the hell dimension thing, now things can actually go through there other than you. So, like, enemies can come from the Never into the real world, or you can fire through the portal, and then, like, the arrow ma- maintains its momentum or whatever. <laughs> Which seems completely pointless, of course, but it's cool. It'd be hilarious if you could set up, like, a like a chain, because the idea was that you could use the Never as fast travel. Could you yeah. Know? You could set another portal up. And then, like, somewhere else in the world, and, like, attack stuff from, like... From, like, a mile away. <laughs> Fire an arrow through one portal, and then it goes through the never, and into another portal, and then flies back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be super ridiculous. But, yeah. Despite all those... All the Minecrafty patches, it was still acting weird when I was trying to mess around with it. I was basically trying to generate lots of terrains to look for one that I... You know... We'll look for one that I wanted to start yeah. on, one that I liked. But I was also switching it between generating... Well, the thing was, I was I was looking for an NPC village relatively near the starting point. That's what I was after. Right. But uh, one way to do that is because the... When, it, when you do the seed, you type a number in for the seed, because it's, you know, it's one of those yeah, you know, yeah, random yeah. thingamajiggles or whatever. Yeah. You type in the number and it generates it from that. But if you set the landscape type to this super flat world where it's just basically a testing area, you can have it still generate NPC villages in the super flat world 
and they appear at the same XY coordinates they would if it was a normal world. So you can generate a super flat world, look around to see if there's any NPC village in view, mm-hmm. and then if there is, you can use that same seed, generate a normal world, and there'll be an NPC village at that same location, providing it's in the right biome, which means most of the time it isn't, but <laughs> you can still find villages relatively quickly that way. Mm. So I was doing that and generating loads of villages, but it's clearly another classic Minecraft memory problem where... After a while, when you start generating a lot, a, lot, a lot of maps and then just deleting them and then generating a new one and then deleting yeah. them, it starts having a lot of chunk generation errors where sometimes, sometimes I generate a normal world and they're just like the world just ends at the edge of a chunk and it just drops down to a super flat world at the bottom. It's like it hasn't unloaded those chunks properly. Yeah. So you just got gigantic vertical square holes all over the place, which is kind of cool. <laughs> kind of funny looking. But totally ridiculous. And it's like, that is some weird fucked up memory allocation problem you've got there. It's obviously not designed to be making a lot of generated maps over and over. Weird. You'd think it just, it's garbage collected, isn't it? It's Java, isn't it? You'd think it'd just clean up everything. Yeah. It's weird. Well, they just reused the space. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, I did some of that. And then I actually played a bit of Minecraft as well. (laughs) After I made all those maps. Found an NPC village. And started, uh, because I never really... Well, I guess I hadn't really played played the update when they introduced like NPC trading, yeah. where the NPCs actually had a reason for existing now, where you could actually trade with them and get special resources and stuff. So I started looking into that, which is why I wanted to find this village. But then I was then I had the classic classic sort of Minecraft slash any game that I have this problem where. It was like, this randomly generated village is too random. I must normalize it and make everything perfectly oh, square. Oh, yeah, everything straight, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I spent a hell of a long time just, like, demolishing all the NPC towers and then rebuilding them. slightly, yeah. So they were all nicely aligned along the roads. Genius. It's a good way to waste a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly true. But Speaking also... The yeah. random seed stuff, didn't... Was it the original version of Worms that had, like... You could type... Well, Worms and Worms, too, both have it. Yeah. You could type words or numbers into the terrain generator and get different stuff. Yeah, so you could, like... It sort of generated the same thing each time, so you could, like... If you had typed in a phrase that you liked... Yeah. ...and it made a nice level, you could type the same phrase in and it would come up at the same level. Indeed. It does. It just hashes your phrase and then uses that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we can totally do that when we record our Worms video. We can do the, uh, the salad cast level, see yep. what it comes up with. Play on it regardless of how terrible it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I seem to remember on the Amiga version of Worms, because it took a long time to... The Amiga version took a long time to generate the level. Yeah. But it would um, it would do it visually, so you could <laughs> right, see yeah. it build the level. And I seem to remember like the vast majority of like commands and stuff would always generate those fucking two island levels. Well, that's because really that's the only sort of levels there were in Worms 1. It was either two islands or one big island. And the one big island is something I didn't really remember until I went back and played it again. But on like the one big island levels, the map just stops at the edge of the screen, and like if you even slightly just walk off, you just die. Just die. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite possible to have land that goes right up to the literal edge of the world. Yeah, because so they sort of moved away from that in two, didn't they? Well, they, they just made it so the islands were always islands, and then there was just infinite water yeah. beyond it, with the exception of the cave levels. Well, yeah, that was yeah. a special setting. Yeah, yeah.
So we'll play that, I guess. Minecraft. Mm, Indeed. (laughs) We'll play Minecraft. No, I'll play Minecraft. In preparation for playing Starbound. Which is coming out this year, maybe? I think, maybe. There'll be something before that. I don't know. What else is there this year? Halo 4. Exactly. All the big guns. Halo 4. Cod Cod Blobs. Assassin's Creed 3. Which I might play, where I will eventually play. Don't know if I'll get straight away. Top tip. I've seen Assassin's Creed 3 available for £20 on PC. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Why is that? I can't remember, but there's a... I've seen it on the webs. Okay, sure. Well, that makes sense. Top tip. Uh, is it on Steam? Will it be in the Christmas sale? Probably. Probably not for that much. No. Not for probably 20 much grand, no. That's true. It was a disc copy, but yeah, that's okay. probably steamable. Yeah, we shall see. Indeed. So that's what you've been playing? Yes, Zig? Yeah, I guess. I still feel like there was more, but I can't remember. So never mind. So what have I been playing? Um, well, we talked about TF2. Yeah. Played a bit of that. Last weekend, I was kind of bored, so I bought Mark of the Ninja. Woo! So I've been playing that a bit. Although this week's been crazy, so I haven't played it since then. <laughs> but I can tell you a bit about Mark of the Ninja, if you're interested. Yeah. It is a stealth game. 2D. Yeah, I got that much. I'm keen on stealth games, so I thought it was going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> and I am enjoying it. It's good. Although it's pretty hard already. <laughs> like, I'm playing it on normal or whatever. I, well, not that that would make any difference. I don't know what difference difficulty setting would. Don't know if it has difficulty setting. Maybe they could change the tolerances of like health. I guess. Like oh, yeah, I suppose you, you could turn off some of the sort of helpers it has. Like, like it has some um, sort of visual like ripples for the noise in the mm. environment and stuff, and visual cues for it has no like light meter or anything. Like it, the, the cue is just you. You're coloured in when you're in the light, and you're okay. like black black and white when you're uh, out of the light which is most of the time you better hope mm. uh, but uh, and I guess it does simplify things quite a lot because it's 2D compared to like your splinter cells or your or your um, fucking know, metal, metal gears. gears yeah I was a big I'm a big splinter cell fan but you do have to have a lot of patience for that sort of thing whereas this one I don't think it would try your patience too much yet like if you were if you you know, you definitely need more patience than your action games, obviously. You do have... But there's not so much waiting for patrols to, like, go the right direction. Mm. It's more, like... I don't know. Just traversal of the world is quite, a, quite, it's quite snappy. Because you're like a... You can basically cling to any surface because you're a ninja. And um, you've got a, a harpoon... What's it called? Grappling. Mm. Like Batman style or whatever. Um, yeah. And you've got various devices for like distracting guards and moving them and smoke bombs, which, um, to which, uh, cause there's a lot of, um, it's not just guards. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, sort of laser traps and things mm. kind of Deus Exy style, I guess. Um, so you have to either confuse the traps somehow or do you, yeah. just, or do you just traverse to avoid them or? Well, sometimes you have to find switches and sometimes you have to like that you can like hide in in like pots or or in doorways or stuff so you can blend kind of sometimes mm. and sometimes you have to kind of blend and wait for a laser to pass over and then move to the next cover or whatever okay. but that's that's all quite snappy it's not like oh god press the button because you can like transfer between covers by just okay. hold and press one button so that's quite nice um and uh, there seems to be quite there's quite a lot of variety in sort of objectives sometimes you have to you know um, 
switch on a bunch of machines or something or hmm. or whatever it is. But um, there's a big bonus at the end of the level. Well, there are lots of bonuses. Uh, it tots up your score and everything. Time, I think, is taken into account. And there there are like achievements for individual parts of levels, which are like seals, which count towards your score, I think. But there's a massive bonus for not killing anyone. But I think that is the part of the frustration. Because uh, right. um, that really is quite hard, not getting spotted. Well, it, it's not because it's like you have to keep... I mean, the checkpointing is extremely generous, which is a big relief because yeah, that's you, incredibly you helpful. do end up like going over and over. If you're trying not to be spotted, you will be retrying areas over and over and going, God damn, <laughs> and going restart from checkpoint. <sighs> yeah, uh, but... Um, yeah, but so, because obviously it makes it a lot easier when you kill people because it just removes that point of of discoverability that that guy can't see you anymore. Mm-hmm. So you can deal with the rest. And killing people is, all you do is you get up behind them and you press X and then you have to do a little quick time event, but it's just left or right, depending on what it says, and X mm-hmm. again. So it's like okay. a, it's more than just press one button and they instantly die, but it's not some elaborate routine. And if you fuck it up, or you, they still die, you ju- it just makes noise. Uh, that oh, I see. Through. So it's a non-silent take there. Exactly, and you get less points. You get points for everything. You get points for like moving past a guard without them noticing hmm. the first time. It just says undetected bonus, which hmm. is kind of cool. But then there are there are different kinds of enemies. Um, you know, more hardcore ones that are harder to take down and stuff. If you actually end up in combat, I usually restart from checkpoint, but you can fight them hmm. and survive. And go back down to, you know, alarm status zero or whatever. But um, there are dogs, and they can sniff you out. They have a really long range of sniffing, <laughs> and they're, they're basically impassable. It's really you have to find a way around them because, uh, or something, or some because they're, they're unlike humans. The humans' range of vision is quite low if you're, especially if you're not in the light. But dogs can sniff you even when you're in the hiding, like if oh, you're shit. hiding in a pot, and they can, yeah, they're really annoying. I don't know how, maybe there are different ways of dealing with them and the equipment in the future. Some kind of long-range dart or yeah, something. Exactly, but they are kind of a, annoying. Yeah, but it's cool. I like the the art design is quite nice, and uh, the levels are quite nicely uh, put together that I've seen so far. Um and uh, you have a kind of a female uh, a ninja lady who's, like, giving you your objectives, and she's quite nicely voiced. And it has some kind of cool sort of anime-inspired, sort of Western anime, Samurai Jack-style animations. Yeah, yeah. Like, in between the Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely the same style that they've used for Shank. Yeah, it's the same style, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the gameplay. It's pretty cool. It does look pretty interesting, yeah. It's say. nice. It's like it might be this year's sort of, Outland, I suppose, for, you know, like, good 2D platformy sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. It's like, you know... Well, I, I, I mean it more in the sense of, like, um, a sort of n- another genre blend for 2D platforming, because mm. Outland was kind of the the Metroidvania crossed with a Karaga kind of sort of, like, weird mashup type mm. game that ended up working insanely well and was nicely stylized, and then... This kind of feels the same thing. Let's do a, I guess, let's stealth, do a stealthy Metal mash Gear mashup in two D. But it makes total sense. Yeah, like, it, does. it works. But I mean, it's obvious. Like once you start, I suppose watching. it's not been done. It's not that it hasn't done before. Because no. some of the old Oddworld games, I suppose, had an element of stealth about them. Yeah, sure, potentially. Yeah, stuff like Just that. Just getting spotted generally meant you were shot. 
mm. immediately. Yeah, you die really fast in this if you if mm. you if you try to do combat. But uh, but there are upgrades to make you more effective in sort of normal combat. I think, but I tend to go for the obviously the stealthiness, stealthy ones. Like you get upgrades for different types of kills, kind of like in Batman and in Arkham City. But like like you know kills from above or mm. from behind a door or that you can't do at the start of the game, but then they become possible. But you don't need any of them to get through it. Oh, no, I see. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you get different weapons, but you start with a big sword that just stabs people to death. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like do you need anything else? Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you're, you know... Do you need, yeah, as I say, long-range sleep darts? Yeah, well, that'd be great. If you don't want to kill anyone, any kind of incapacitating weapon would be great, but I don't know if they exist. I haven't found any yet that that, that cause... That, that cause, you know, knock people out but don't kill them. Because that was the thing about Splinter Cell is you could always knock people out and not kill them. Mm. Um. Yeah, I suppose, like, incapacitating is essentially the same thing as... Yeah, as, as death. As killing them in terms of gameplay mechanics. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, perhaps that's, that's the point. Like, perhaps they, by not including them, they're actually just... Well, the point of Splinter Cell buying... was it was harder to do, right? To, yeah. Because you could just shoot someone in Splinter Cell. Mm. Um, with a silent weapon, yeah, and then from from quite far away, not miles away, but until they went on call of Splinter Cell, yeah, exactly. What what mark your targets and yeah, all that craziness these days, yeah. I don't know. Why. Uh, but um, speaking of which, I should probably play that since you gifted me <laughs> that. Uh, see if it's any good at yeah. all. Yeah, I was a bit skeptical from the demo, but it's worth a go, isn't it? Um. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Woo. Should check it out. Mark of the Ninja. That's Mark just reminded me. I, I was going to contemplate picking up that and Dust and Elysian Tale for my platformer fix of the year, I suppose. Then again, I guess we've had quite a lot of contenders for that. I guess Fez has been about if you count that. and Well, Fez would win if you count that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, or Train, I suppose I started playing. I haven't touched since I first played it. It's the best kind of platform. <laughs> <two> still. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair out for our game of the year. Thinking about it. I'm contemplating it, mm. to be honest. It's probably going to feature in quite a few categories. <laughs> Interesting. Can it beat XCOM? Or Guild Wars. That's not that far away, is it? Shit. No. Oh, but God. we normally do it in January anyway. That's so. true. And I think... You know, if we've if we've ended up got a lot of if we ended up end up having a lot of games from this year that we haven't got around to playing, then perhaps we should give ourselves a little maybe, maybe. leeway to at least to at least see. taste them. We'll see where we get to. Anyway, that's pretty much what I've been playing. I haven't delved into many other things because of all the craziness going on. Mm. And a long crazy walk to work. Never mind. Not not didn't, didn't consider getting a bike then. Uh, well, consider it, but I don't know. Was there not a bus route from the like no. the green buses don't go that way? Or? No. Well, you, the, if you, you Cambridge, could take, you could take two different buses, but it wouldn't be that much quicker than walking. Mm. So, although you wouldn't have to put in the physical effort of walking, of course. Yeah. Uh, but even so, even so, Cambridge, Cambridge. I've been enjoying my zero commute. Yeah. Time. 
What is literally, it's closer to your bedroom than the bloody living room. <laughs> your yeah. office. I, I, have, <laughs> I have woken up a few, mod, a few mornings at nine and gone, I'm off to work. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hi, <laughs> honey, I'm off to work. And then, yeah, I'm at work. <laughs> I made it here safely. <laughs> the cat didn't attack me on the way. It's kind of funny. Working from home. Oh, Working yeah. Man, too. More than five. You don't have to remote in anymore because your machine is literally there. I have my machine, yeah. Oh, we have to do a lot of stuff remotely still, but... Do you just connect to a VPN? We don't have a server. There's no domain. Yeah, what? <laughs> what the fuck's going on with your place? We, we have no domain, so that, none of that works. Everything's all done in cloud services, so the code's Jesus. up on GitHub. All the, Seriously? All the servers are run by Rackspace. Whoa. And uh, other clients. So uh, all of our stuff is... Um, all of our... It's your mail or webmail? Uh, mail is web-powered, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, we, we have no centralised no storage. controller. Yeah. Do you have continuous integration? Uh, we have a build server. Oh, you do have a cloud? build server. Okay, it's in the cloud. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all it's all come together pretty well. It's insane. Given the fact that none of this... Well, we're still thinking of having build agents, perhaps, as a physical box right. somewhere, because currently that has to... The, the build server still initiates build agents to happen on, like, the dev machines. Oh. Which people well, that's, have. That's not... It's not ideal at the moment, good, yeah. no. So we're still thinking of setting up a dedicated build agent somewhere. But stick it on Azure or something. Yeah, we're thinking Amazon. of perhaps putting it in, yeah, like an Amazon Elastic Cloud box. But that worked fine. Yeah. I used to AWS, it's quite nice. Well, as a, the UI is a bit shit, but ironically, given it's Amazon. Yeah, but we may just put a physical box in a convenient location. Indeed. Anyway. But yeah, it's pretty cool. We, we don't have anything. A network. <laughs> we don't have anything. Insane. It's like a group of freelancers somehow working together. <laughs> pretty much. Work. Work. So. At the end of the podcast. Just about. It better be, because apparently we've run out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about work. I mean, oh my god. Well, hang on. Wait, when does we you comes out in like a week or two? Yeah, <laughs> shit. But we don't care. No, not straight away. But it'll be interesting to see how much of an impact it makes. Interesting. What's your prediction? None. Minimal. I think it will probably do all right because they've their window is pretty good. You know, the time the timing in the year is nice for you know right up to Christmas. It will probably carry run on the back of the Wii quite a lot, as in people who bought into the Wii who weren't necessarily gamers may look at the Wii U and go, ah, but it'll be more, right? Do you think? Right? It'll be better than Wii. Or will they be like, oh, I had a Wii, I haven't used it for like two years. (laughs) I know know people that have literally only just picked up a Wii still. Right, yeah. So it still carries some weight in the casual market. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Even if the software that they put out for it has kind of stopped. Yeah. And has been kind of dead for the last year. Yeah, it's died faster than the other consoles, hasn't it? Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I suppose their next generation console has come out sooner. There's, there's, there's really not been anything interesting for it for a very, very long time. Apart from Xenoblade, I suppose, but if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm 
not convinced it will <laughs> like carry quite so much power as it did before. I don't think it's possible. I think yet, people are going to get proper, a bit confused by the new tablet design. Yeah. And besides that, Smart Glass launched. So, yeah. So that's, that's, out. so that's that's out. Um, Windows 8 out. You, Everything's you, out, is it? Yeah, Windows that's, Phone that's out. out. Surface is out. Well, no, Windows Phone 8 technically isn't out yet. All right. None, of the, none of the handsets have released. So. They talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's that What's it got that's soon. new? Other than the fact that the kernel's actually Windows 8 rather than fucking... Well, Windows Phone 8. Piece of shit. Old stuff. Um, you know what? That's kind of tricky to work out. I'm not sure actually... I think that's the only thing, isn't it? Like, it runs decently now. Yeah, it's like a... It's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of more of a long-term thing, I guess, the design. There is some stuff. Or just, the just actual hardware, things. like, the... the, uh, the um, I looked at the um, HTC one. What, the 8X? Uh, uh, the X, yeah. Mm. I was quite impressed by the look of that. It looks all right. It's, it's, it's like, it's, the I, think the Lumia, I think the Lumia 920 is going to be the one to have. Fair enough, yeah. But... Annoyingly, in the, in a similar vein to the Surface discussion Zach and I had last week, they, the Lumia is pricing itself too high. Oh no! It's iPhone level prices, mm. like a little bit cheaper than yeah. that, and it's like not even the Samsung S's go in that high. Right. Okay. And it's like, you know, what I mean, you're asking a lot of people at those sort of price ranges, and That's I had true. the same problem with Surface. And it's like I've seen one in action. I had a toy of one this week. It's, oh really? Yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. The screen's better than I was expecting, given that it's kind of not a brilliant resolution. I had that. You know, it's not Retina. No. Or any of that stuff. But it's all right. It's 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 better than I thought. Um, it's full HD, right? No. It's like... twenty. No, I don't think it's even that. It's oh, like right. a... Like a sub-thousand pixels right, okay. high. Um, you know, it's, it's not... It's not we're not talking high numbers or high DPI here, or or whatever the equivalent Pixel of DPI is. Like, use, yeah, yeah, PPI. If you've been missold PPI, um. <laughs> I, there's a very high PPI on what was what was the what did, what did they announce? I think it was the Nexus 10 has the like the highest PPI or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what I did do. I, I fired up some. I, I found. Well, I say I found, I knew where they, exactly where they were. Um, a, a couple of old mobile phones that I had lying about the house, and I'd fired them up thinking, I really should get rid of these. Um, I have I have no need for these to be in my yeah. house anymore. Uh, and factory reset them. But one of them that I fired up was an HTC Diamond, um, a touch diamond thing, and an old Windows mobile 6.1 device. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay, the OS is still kind of clunky and a bit, and pretty shoddy actually in places, and the thing kind of frequently looked like it was about to fuck up big time. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, the screen on that is actually really quite impressive. Right? Really? Very similar dot pitch to the bloody iPhone. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, but this was like several years before the first iPhone came out. Yeah, it's weird, some of the stuff, I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah, that screen is impressive actually. And I'm looking at it going, just going, but, but. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a good... Uh, do you see a Linus, Linus Torvald, you know, the Linux guy, mm. complaining, saying, what the fuck's happened with laptops? Why are their screens so shit when, like, tablets, which are so much cheaper, have awesome screens? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is going on? I mean, it is a scandal. It's ridiculous. There's a 
there's been a it's weird because it's kind of it went for a phase where suddenly laptop monitors got pretty good like at one point they were 1080 yeah there was a run of 1080 but they're not anymore they're less than and and above 1080 screens I mean I think um, yeah I saw one my brother's Dell Studio when they were doing that line has a really really crisp and lovely screen on it but it's all nose dive and then they yeah and then they went backwards even Apple ones apart from these new retina ones which you can only get on the MacBook Pro and are insanely expensive yeah and so it's like you can't get a a, a retina PPI equivalent display on a MacBook Air no Uh, and again this conversation comes up quite a lot with um, my, my work colleagues as well it's like what happened to the monitor industry by that Regards, because monitors just haven't progressed. They went up to 1080 and stopped, didn't they? Yeah, because everyone was waiting for OLEDs, but they're yeah, still too expensive. Yeah. They're still way too expensive. They, they, in fairness, OLED prices have dropped massively. As in, uh, you can get a before you were talking like the tens of thousands for a like a screen that would be like you know your, your regular home television size so you know like 30 inches plus i mean you were talking tens of thousands um i was it, i believe it was samsung someone like that um, don't hold Probably. me to that but someone the screens, someone has launched a big consumer purchasable oled screen that's at eight grand yeah. so it's still a lot but yeah. they've now come come down into Okay. Sub ten grand, so we'll, we'll probably we'll see we'll see some stuff turn up soon. Well, soonish, and we're getting so. we're getting there. Super AMOLED. Yeah, can't happen soon enough. To be but honest, it, but I just want I just want my computer monitors to be a bit better. It's like yeah, I mean, it is. They it's, don't have to be much better because they are some distance away from you. You know what I mean? They're like 1080 yeah, res. The, the screens on my office desk. I'm not sure I'd want them to be much better because you're getting into the point the, to the to the you know, the level of pointlessness. Yeah. To um. Well, until OSs support DPIs a little bit better than they currently do. I mean, I don't know. I've never really toyed with how Windows Seven. Are handles dpi but it's purportedly quite a lot better than how previous ones did um scaling yeah graphics wise yeah but there's the the windows windows is still kind of pixel based but yeah yeah, and osx is still pistol pistol pixel based but you can (laughs) they've got a bit better but they have that times two mode don't they now and it's uh, so old apps will sort of look okay ish some of them are literally just a pixel scale to make it look the same size on a retina display, so it's still usable rather than diddy. But it's, um, yeah, Apple have painted themselves a weird problem there they that, have. that no one else has. It's like because they want because they've just doubled the resolution of their OS. Essentially, they yeah. introduced this times two thing where you can scale a window to make it look the same size as it should. But it's it's, it's but then, then that has a quality problem. I still think the the decision of the resolution for the original iPad was really strange. Because it's resulted in the iPad 3 having an amazing screen, mm. but then when they launched the iPad mini, it had to be the same res as the iPad 1, which means it's not that good PPI-wise. It's all right. It's it's not really... Pro- it's, probably, it's like it's, 130 it's, compared yeah. to 300... Well, it's comparable to all the other devices out there, all the other 7-inch devices. Okay. So it's... Well, it's a bit. The, the Nexus Seven's a bit better because that's like a seven twenty p. Yeah, little. Well, no, I thought seven six eight was the. It's like ten twenty four seven six eight. Yeah, the okay. I guess that's so, not too different. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty similar. It's yeah. like it's it's much of a muchness, but it's yeah, that's true. It's quite similar, I guess. 
the Nexus is fairly ahead. I think it's a bit more than 720. It's like eight. It's a weird number. Yeah, sure. Um, Anyway. But yeah, the the Nexus is slightly ahead. But yeah, they kind of have to, I guess. It's, 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 it's like, you know, I suppose you'd describe it as half retina. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quite useful term, retina, even if it is kind of a shit marketing. Crap. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's quite helpful. I don't know what that, what is retina over 300, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think, that's, think that's the benchmark. Yeah. Anyway. But it depends. It's a device based thing because, you know, the DPI on a iPad 3 isn't as high as it is on an iPhone, for instance. And yeah. And so, and again with the retina displays on the on the laptop. Exactly, yeah. The DPI on that is isn't, as, isn't as good again. Yeah. Because you're using it at a greater distance. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um There should be a formula for that. Probably is. <laughs> Someone will have done it. Indeed. Uh yeah. Everything will be too good to notice in a few years' time, though, won't it? I kind of get the feeling there was a point we were gunning, going towards there at some point in that conversation we've kind of drifted away from. Yeah, it. never mind. <laughs> we don't care about the Wii U, that's where it was. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be more than HD. I was going to talk Smart Glass, wasn't it, actually, a little oh, bit? Right, it's yeah. like, because that launched, and that led to a dashboard update. Oh, God. More adverts. <laughs> yeah, I... I still don't understand why Microsoft are going down this route. Why nobody else has an ad-first model. Nobody. Mm. Like, not even Apple, who want to peddle you shit all the time. It's like they're just... You put what you have and what you use as your home. First and foremost. You don't... Fill the screen with ads. You don't get every tab on the dashboard. It's just an. It's just a big store. It's retarded. The main screen is a store, and you have to dig to get to your content. It's backwards. It's, it's totally backwards. The store should be like an app. And yeah, that's the one. Windows eight gets that right actually, because it's still. And Windows Phone eight gets that right because it's like it's your stuff. Everything you see on the home screen is stuff is you your can stuff. do. That's exactly what you want. And, and there's an app button. And there's a there's an app button for the store. And it kind of shows up, doesn't it? Because it's Metro-styled, and so is the Xbox. So it kind of looks the same, but you can see a good example and a totally fucked example yeah. this is like the this, same this, UI. Well, there's slightly different roles. The Xbox is, is a more a media consumption device, I guess, than your PC or your phone will But a be. tablet is kind of halfway. Yeah, a tablet is kind of halfway. And, but, you know, your Xbox should be perhaps giving you hints as to how to get at new stuff. And I wouldn't be so bad with like having a small portion of the dash, sort of saying, "Oh, here's what here's here's an ad, or here's what we think is hot at the moment." Kind of kind of buttons, like, mm. um, but not the whole thing. Really? You know, have like one portion of it. You know, they've they've even dedicated some of the screen now to these recommendation boxes, which are like, "Do you, do you want this? We've based this on the fact that you play this and stuff like that." And it's like, I really don't care. It's like, to a point, this is a slight improvement because it's a slight stylistic improvement. It's not as flat as it once was. They've gone to the point of having incredibly subtle gradients right. to make it look tiny, a tiny, tiny little is. bit neater. Right. Um, but it still sucks. Plus, also, they haven't, they've only released Smart Glass properly for Windows 8. Um, the Android version is out for Android mobiles, but apparently that doesn't actually work with Smart Glass games yet. All oh, right, um, that'll get there. Like Forza, because that's really your only option. Um, and Halo Four in a couple of days. Uh, and the iOS one is nowhere to be seen. 
So I've been unable to test this. Well, hopefully they'll get there. But at least it's out. Yeah, it's there. But, well, it's early next year, probably, for iOS. Indeed. Is the rumour. So we come to the end of this podcast. Had it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Indeed. Got some extra news in at the end. Indeed. Next time, possibly... News! Halo 4, maybe? Maybe. Some, we'll, we'll see. Some more... I'm still gunning through limited edition that I can't get. Some no. more XCOM news, some more, possibly... I don't know, Guild Wars. Guild Warsage. Heck, there might be Cod Blops next time. Cod Blops, Ask Creed, maybe? Who knows? We shall see. Cod Blops and Ask Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the clinic. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> yeah, playing too much theme hospital. Plenty <laughs> heads. Please go, <laughs> go to the god <laughs> You've got ass cream. <laughs> Doctor required in lops room. Lops room. Right. Cheers for joining us, and we'll catch you again for all those horrible diseases next time. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to everyone listening. Goodbye. Filthy, filthy lops. Yeah. Yeah. They might as well. What would be my lead? What would be my lead?